I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right and wife me the fuck up. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. We made it to the end of the week. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Friday. I appreciate y'all for watching this show. All right, some of you guys watched both streams. All right, appreciate you. Uh, they used to be on separate channels, but you know how that goes, you know. <laughs> You know how that goes. It is what it is. We deal with our own problems over here. All right. Shout out to you guys, man. We got a great show. We're going to talk about Pamela Anderson and her five divorces. We're going to break it down. We're going to break it down with the information that we need to know, that you men need to know, especially you Generation Z men and you young millennials. All right. You young millennials and Generation Z men, you guys are different men. You guys are different men. All right. You guys are really some different guys. And we try to be here to help you, all right, uh, because many of us have been led down certain directions before, and ultimately, we got mature, we got a little bit older, we got some experience under our belt, and we realized some things, and we saved ourselves, but instead, Generation Z and millennial men want to save hoes. <laughs> Didn't we tell you, let a hoe be a hoe? But no, Generation Z men take pride in trying to debate and save hoes. I mean, I, 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 it, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. I mean, it, just to get a hoe to agree with what you're saying after she trashes you is something that Generation Z and young millennial men take pride in, all right? And I believe it's because you single mother-raised men have dealt with nothing but abuse. You believe that uh, dealing with women like Pamela Allenster that we're going to talk about, 304s, legit 304s, you believe that getting her to nod her head to you and turning a hoe into a housewife is going to work. Mm, nope. It, it's not going to work. It is a futile effort. It, it is not even worth your time, gentlemen. And I'm here to tell you to save, play, uh, 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 protect your meat. Save your money, energy, attention, and time. All right? They told you a long time ago, you, you gotta, you, you, you gotta, you gotta let a hoe be a hoe. Ho! But you guys run around saving hoes, all right? Mm. I can save her from the street. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Mm. Hey, here's the deal. Pamela Anderson is one of these people that we're talking about here. All right. These girls don't want to be saved. All right. And so sitting across from them trying to present logic to them, it makes no sense to you. And it never will make sense to you. It never will make sense to her. It's easier for her to hoe than it is for her to, uh, uh, to be what you want her to be. And we got to see that. And we're going to break that down with Pamela Anderson. Okay, with Pamela Anderson. And not just Generation Z and Millennial men, men in our generation, Generation Xers, went out here to try to save hoes. I mean, I and, and I see men going down this path. I mean, I looked at my comment section yesterday. I mean, men were saying, well, he got, he got her to agree with her. 
He got her, wait, no, he got her to agree with him. Guys, do you remember the story of Jezebel? Do you remember the story of Jezebel? I've been trying to hit you guys with so much information here. You cannot save a Jezebel. Jezebel will go down to the end in defiance as the dogs eat her flesh and the horses drag her carcasses. Hoes don't change because they understand logic. Hoes don't become housewives because you are, you made her agree with you in a conversation. Jezebels, stay Jezebels, you Captain Saber 304s. We've been telling you guys, have you not heard the music? And there's a lot of Captain 304s in this sphere, and it is sad. They acting like I missed the point. No, you missed the point. Jezebel spirit, Jezebel always remains. You cannot save a hoe. You cannot turn a hoe into a housewife. Don't be a captain, save a hoe. And still, men are believing that they can change, uh, 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 Jezebel will change her stripes with a simple conversation on a podcast. I'm appalled at the state of men. I'm appalled at the state of men. And I'm appalled at the state of men from Generation X as well. Because these Captain Saber hoes, you guys are going, save Brittany Renner, save Pamela Anderson, save Halle Berry, save these old washed up 304s, you mm. Captain Saber simps, you Captain Saber gumps, disappoint me. And you have the nerve to come into my comment section as if I missed the point. There's no point to be made. There's no debate with no 304s. There's no debate. There's no conversation. To be had. Once she's a 304, she always going to be a 304. And I'm going to use her for 304 purposes. I got money. Simple. That's how, that's how, listen, that has always been the rule. And that will still be the rule. My conversations with a 304 will never be to save her. My conversations with a 304 will never be to get her to, uh, to agree with me. My conversation with a 304 is to pretty much tell her I got money. that's it and use her and discard her and put her back into her place. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be a little bit aggressive with simps. Sometimes you have to be aggressive with the gump because men are hard-headed. Men are hard-headed. And the reality is this hard-headedness, this refusal to believe the experience versus what you believe, because there's guys that will let, literally wake up every day, I will be the difference in a woman's life. Give me the reason to love you now. It's unbelievable. I want you to listen to the men here. You will never change the stripes of a 304. You will never heal the spirit of the Jezebel. You will never do it. No one's been ever able to do it. Not even, not even Elijah himself could do it. Not even God himself could do it. Not even Christ, Christ himself, could change the stripes of Mary Magdalene. <laughs> she was always going to be a 304. And that's what she's going to be. So while she's being a 304, I might go and visit her. I got money. That about it. But it's hard. It's hard. I know. I know. There's a lot of guys. Yeah, you guys trying to save them. Uh, you, you guys are trying to have rational conversation with them. It's useless. 
A leopard doesn't change his spots. A leopard doesn't change his spots. And here we go. And here's the conversation here. Um, I've told you guys. I've told you guys. Women never give up on romance and love. They never give up on romance and love. And they will believe, make you believe that when they turn 20 and then 30 and then 40 and then 50 and they've had zero success in relationships, that they believe that the next man that they meet is going to make the difference. And they sell you on that. Yo, I'm looking for my soulmate, my next man. I will make him the man of my dream. That will be the man of my dreams and I will give that next man to everything, everything. Despite the fact they have an cemetery graveyard full of relationship failures. Now, why does that woman believe that the next man is going to be the man that changes her life? The reason why is she always has the ability to come out winning no matter what. She's in a win-win situation. You're in a lose-lose situation most of the time, especially if you've hit the age of 35 and up, especially if you have resources. If you lose this bet, this soulmate bet that this older woman who has had failure for two decades or better, if you lose this bet, she takes off with the resources. She takes off with your children via the praying mantis, okay? She takes off with your heart and soul. She takes off with the time invested. And this is what happens. So you guys got to realize that. This is a win-win situation. No matter how old she gets, she does this. You gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> That's what she does. She gets her bag and she runs. Even if the relationship ends, she gets her bag and she runs. And then you are often left broke and toothless after the experience. And what we're going to do now is we're going to take you through this fantastic voyage of a woman who was high on the sexual marketplace value. She started to decline. But still, men thought she was a trophy. And they listened to her because you thought you could change the spots on a leopard. You thought you could change the stripes on a bangle. You thought you could save a hoe. You thought you could save her. You thought you could change the Jezebel spirit. You thought her sins were all washed away. This is why I tell you guys. This is why I tell you guys. Messing with older women is a futile effort. Stop. Oh, I'll be different this time. They go to church and they repackage themselves. And then later on, you marry them. And then they go. Back to what? I want to go back to in these streets. Gotta get my bag and run. Come on. Come on, guys. When would you wake up? You're going to roll the dice. You're going to get into a lose-lose situation. So let me do this. Let's do some super chats. Get back into the show. We're not playing around today. Because I, I, I was trying to play around with you goofballs yesterday. All right. But I realized you goofballs. That's all it is. You guys are running up. I, I keep trying to give you all the, the cheat code. All right. And you keep uh, keep leaning on this game thing. I tell y'all, y'all some captain save holes. That's what y'all are. All right. Let's just call it what it is. And you depend on the validation of women to exist in this life. Oh, boy, you ain't read the free agent lifestyle. You don't know my philosophy. Because you're trying to argue with me and there's no argument. Hey, let me tell you something. You depend on the validation of women to exist in this life. You're going to fail miserably in this life. You're going to fail miserably because you haven't adapted a philosophy to survive on the real oxygen and the real resources that you can produce. You can't produce change in women. You can't do it. You can't do it. No podcast conversation is going to do it. No marriage is going to do it. No marrying repackaged up women is going to do it. 
You think I'm here to change women? I'm here to wake up men. But there's some too many gumps here. <laughs> too many gumps here. They think they're going to change them. I'll just run some game on her. Guys, you think women are stupid. And they're outsmarting you every single time. I'm going to show you five men that got severely outsmarted in finesse by a 304. That that man thought she changed her stripes from a simple, logical conversation. I mean, I tell you. <laughs> anyway, I am cheesed, says uh, the coach. Coach, uh, the New York PD arrested a nine-year-old child for not having the pokey poke in a museum. Please give your opinion on this. This is wrong, but I had to laugh at this price is wrong. Well, what was it in New York? It is what it is. It is what it is, guys. Ah, you know what? One of the things we tell you, if you don't really want to go down on these things, man, don't live in one of these cities. Don't live in one of these cities, man. Simon Small says double tuition for last night's and today's stream. Hashtag Coach Gang and hashtag the nasty boys in the building. Shout out to you. Hey, Warhammer says those 304s love painting themselves into corners. But I'm going to show you. You know what's funny here? As a because we're using Pamela Anderson as an example here, but when I reveal the stories, you're gonna see she's she's winning. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> she's winning. You know what I mean? These hoes are winning. She ends up winning and losing at the same time. And the reason why she ends up winning is because cap the save hoes. That's the reason why. That's the only way 304 is a winning. The, the cap the save hoes. We're gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. All she has to do is get you to agree to some love formula or nod her head. She agreed with her. She agreed with everything he was saying. So he won the conversation because at the end, she agreed. And then she walks away with a bag. And then she walks away with attention. And then she walks away with kids. And then she returns back to the streets. In these streets. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Cognac Stories, KC. My boy, CGA, where's the cash app? And you got to let 304s be 304s. Guys, they don't know, man. They, they don't know this. Cash app is going to be linked down below, right uh, right about here. Oh, they think they can save these 304s. They think they can save them. Y'all think you can save them? Y'all think y'all got to come down here. Uh, Christ himself <laughs> came out here and couldn't save y'all. He had to nail them to the cross. And some of y'all still ain't convinced. And some of y'all would nail him to the cross twice. If he came back today, he would y'all would nail him to the cross today. They ain't saving, they ain't saving none of y'all 304s or none of you simps. Christ will come back right now. Damn. Again. Because you wouldn't believe it. You can't be saved. Martin Luther the King came back and tried to walk all of y'all down the Savior and look at you now. And he had 304s. And, and, and just let's, let, let it be known, Martin Luther King never tried to save no 304s, but he all said, I got money. He did say that. So I will give it to Martin Luther the King. He never tried to save a 304. I got money. Guys, although I come here every day and try to give you a little bit of information to wake you the hell up, in reality, there's still going to be simp. You're going to simp. You're going to gump. You're going to believe that, oh, I'm going to talk some sense into this woman. When in the history of I'm going to talk this some sense into this woman, has it worked out? Never. Mm. 
<laughs> Where's your power, gentlemen? Obsidian says, vote with your feet. <laughs> Walk away. Let a hoe be a hoe. Can't save her. She don't want to be saved. You, you, you guys wait. You know, it kind of reminds me of the pro-blacks who love when white liberals disagree. White liberals be, oh, I agree with you. <laughs> All you got to do is get a liberal to agree with you. Oh, they agree with me. And then you hope change happens t tomorrow. I got white people to agree that the plight of the black man has been the worst in this country's history. White people, do you agree with me? And they'd be like, see, I'm glad I, I'm glad I was able to convince you. Uh, things will change up tomorrow, right? Nope. Because 304s don't have power and white liberals don't have power. Period. Mm. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to tell you guys and educate you, but no, you guys want to fight me. <laughs> they want to fight me. They ain't got no power. Neither does a 304. And the 304 has no incentive to walk the righteous path because she gets rewarded for being a 304. But there's, <laughs> here we go right here. Oh, God. Is there a poor black here? There's a pro black in the building. Wait. <laughs> it's a pro black. White liberals don't have power. Are you kidding me? They only have power because you give it to them, you gump. Mm. <laughs> you, you give them power. You vote them in. Without you, they don't get voted in. Hold on for a second. Let me show you. <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with men today. I'm dealing with, I'm trying to deal with men. But let me show you. Let me show you how white liberals get power. Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? We done lost a vote. Let's go go to Trump. <laughs> God damn! I'm worshiping these people like they're fucking God. Ain't nobody worshiping them. But God damn it, Chris. We need somebody in there with motherfucking sense. You didn't vote for Biden. He vote independent. have to learn the hard way then i hurt their feelings and then they go like this i tell you the truth here without without people like that they don't get no power because you want to be saved by them all you want is validation by them you vote them in and then they hoodwink and bamboozle you once again all right just like you guys get power to 304s by giving them attention it's the same thing when you guys wake up thank you for the pro black Hold up.
<laughs> shit. It's simple mathematics, brother. You vote them in, they get power. You don't vote them in, no power. Period. Point blank. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. He says, I didn't vote the Democrats in. 95% of your women did, your ADOS women. 95% of your ADOS women voted them in. Wait, should I play? Do I need to play the clip again? Hey, I told you to do Biden. Hold up. I'm going to play it again. Hey, I told you to do Biden. I didn't vote them in. And hey, I told you to do Biden. I didn't vote them in, Mr. Pro Black, uh, Mr. Coach Adams. I'm a pro black, but I didn't vote them in. But hey, I told you to do Biden. But hey, I told you to do Biden. But hey, I told you to do Biden. So what? You didn't vote them in. They voted them in. Ninety-eight percent of them. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Koyak story says, "My boy CGA, I got you, man." Esteban Leon came in and says, "Amen." Amen. Shout out to you. Uh, Derek Davis says, good morning, coach. Have a bagel and cream cheese on me. Shout out to you. All right. Thank you, sir. Adrian Paul TV fire streams this week. Have a great weekend, men, And don't get distracted. Keep preaching and wear red this Sunday. Go Chiefs. Hit me with the Kaylee. And I'm going to ask you, man, the Buffalo Bills might have your number this year. I don't know. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Shout out to you on that one. Buffalo Bills for the upset potentially here. All right, here we go. Uh, music is life, coach. That's why it's best to never go back to an X. A 304 will never change. Again, those are concepts that we're teaching you. Don't go back to an X. And, and Pamela Anderson is going to prove this. Don't go back to an X. Just chill out, guys. Move on. He says, appreciate you, coach. I got money all, I got money. all 2022. You guys don't believe it. Well, my ex said she's going to change. Nope. They set you guys up so viciously, man. Shout out to Mr. Harris Gumps out here saving these soggy, dry, magic thighs. <laughs> you guys want to save them. There's more women than there are men in the United States. You literally could just be like, you could change them out like underwear. Or you could be like, all right, you ain't with it. Bye-bye. And let them sink into their misery. You literally could do that if she's on the path of sinking herself. All right. And have, and it's, have you guys noticed they don't get to they they don't get to the point of re really wanting to listen until their life has been just absolutely torpedoed. Oh, I want to listen now. I'm 42 years old. Hey, tell me how to get a high value man. Mm. Uh, no. It, it's over. It's over because your value has plummeted. Let me do two more Koyak stories. Uh, Baraka became a menier, member. Koyak stories. KC says time to get out. He says time to get on these Mitch ass ninjas and gumps. It is 2022. And these new red pillars, man. Y'all need some time before y'all start talking about. You know what I'm saying? These new red pill guys come in here and they want to tell they whole damn philosophy. Y'all need to sit down and listen for about three years before you come in here trying to make a channel and talk about what the hell you know, all right? 
they came in watching a couple of YouTube videos and then they're like, yeah, I'm on it. I've been thinking that way my entire life. No, sit your ass back. <laughs> sit your ass back. It's crazy, bro. Leo, shout out to you. Last one. He says the dynamic duo Biden and Trudeau, he says, just made it mandatory for delivery truck drivers to get the vax to cross in the U.S. and Canada. He says uh, thousands of them quit and essential items such as meat, milk, eggs were extremely thin at the grocery store last night. Oh, yeah. Remember, I warned you that that was going to happen. But, yeah, this is going to be another example of that. There's going to be a thinning out. And, and then what's going to happen is the, the items that they do have, they're going to rise in value. You know what I'm saying? Supply and demand. If there's a limited supply and a high demand for them, they raise the price. And then, guys, these people do this on purpose. I've been telling you the empty shelves are coming. I've been warning you all. Oh, that's just that's just sugary cereal, coach. <laughs> Don't you know it starts with the sugary cereal? People are like, oh, well, the health food's not missing yet. Dude, that, that's the last to go. The health food will be the last when they start looking at stuff. Oh, what do we need? All right, we'll take the healthy food. The sugary cereals go first. All right, the stuff that people can easily grab, the Pop-Tarts go first. You go in, you look, Pop-Tarts, sugary cereals, uh-oh. When those start disappearing, uh-oh. Toilet paper, you know what I'm saying? The easy, grabby stuff. The grabby, the grabby stuff. All right, that, that stuff right there is going to go first. The dry goods, yes. The 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 the, the granola is gonna be last. The oats are gonna be last. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because nobody wants to eat oats. They want to eat the sugary stuff. And when that disappears, they'll be like, "Okay, now I'll take the oats." <laughs> the pasta goes first. Pasta's easy. When the pasta starts disappearing, the carbs you need to start going. Uh oh! Don't wait until the health food starts disappearing. Wow. All the granola and oats are gone. It's too late. <laughs> Some people like oatmeal. Some people don't have time. Yeah, the dry noodles go first. The can, Then the canned goods. Like the beans, the corn, the green beans. When you start seeing that thin out, you better start paying attention. Then the next level stuff starts going up. <laughs> but you guys wait until, oh, well, it's just the Frosted Flakes. Why am I worried? You need to worry on the Frosted Flakes. When, the, when there's no Frosted Flakes available, you need to go, the hell's going on here? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. I, you know, it is it, it is one of those things, man. I just, you know, people think they know. And I don't, I don't know everything, but I've seen some things in my years. I've lived through two recessions. You probably lived through none. All right. And you're like, ah, don't worry about that type of stuff. And they're like, why are they taking toilet paper? Because people need to wipe their ass. That's why. <laughs> toilet paper, that's stupid. No, it ain't. You ever walked around with no way to wipe your ass? Doesn't feel nice. That's going to go first. That, that's how people think. I'm, I at least want to wipe my ass. That's going to go really fast. <laughs> it makes sense. People don't want to walk around. People don't want to walk around with flakes and crusty butt. You're not going to do it. So naturally, that's one of the things going to go first. They don't want to use leaves. They don't want to use their right hand. Now they'll have to. They don't want to get a bidet. They're going to get the toilet paper. <laughs> 
then the napkins will go, then the paper towels. Anything that'll give you a paper cut is going to go next. Then the wet wipes. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the show. All right, it always takes a half hour, man. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. <coughs> Excuse me, that was unprofessional of me to cough on the, on the camera. Let's go here. Uh, let's get in here to Pamela Anderson. You guys remember Pamela Anderson? Uh, Pamela Anderson, where's my thing here? All right, why do I have Marilyn Monroe up? We talking about Pamela Anderson. Uh, some of you guys, who remembers Pamela Anderson from the school uh, TV show, um, Home, Home, what the hell was the TV show called? Home Improvement, all right, with uh, this guy and the neighbor, all right, Home Improvement. Well, that he wasn't the neighbor, he was the co-host. But Pamela Anderson's right there. She got one, of, this is one of her big breaks right here on Home Improvement. All right, she played this uh, the the sidekick on the Tool Show. Anybody remember that? This is how old I am. All right, see, she was in this show right here, uh, Home Improvement. She got her first break, her first big break on this one, on this show, and then eventually she moved on to play, uh, Playboy and um, Baywatch. All right, and so this is Pamela Anderson that the world wants to remember. This is the Pamela Anderson at her highest peak marketplace value. All right, she will be forever remembered in this red bathing suit on Baywatch. All right, no matter how old she gets, no matter how old she gets, a simp is always going to believe this is the Pamela Anderson that they are going to get. Even if she's 50 years old, somebody's going to get with her and they're going to say, I'm getting this one. And then even if she has one, two, three, four divorces, a simp, a gump, will have a conversation with her across the table and say, and she'll smile and nod like this. Oh, I got her. Oh, she understands me. She'll never do that to me. I changed her mind. This is what you will do. All because she got a little pretty face or a smile, or she might offer you that thing that was worth something, but now it's worth nothing. All right, but... That's neither here or there. Let's talk about what happened recently. Pamela Anderson files for divorce from fifth husband. Dan uh, Hayhurst, shout out to Dan Hayhurst. After 13 months of marriage and days after she was spotted in Malibu. Now, let's go ahead and scroll down. We're not going to read the article. That was them in a doctored footage, all right, a doctored photo in which she was able to scramble and get hair and makeup done. But this is what she looks like today, all right? This is what she looks like as of this week, all right? Much, much different. As you can see, she's in a mumu. As you can see, her chesticles and chest implants are probably due for a rehab. She has not kept form simply because she has aged and she has lost significant value. Her tan is gone, all right? All the makeup's gone. This is Pamela Anderson right now. The Her best friend is her dog right here. And the dog's is a man's best friend. All right, but this is Pamela Anderson now. Let's go ahead and review the difference. This is Pamela Anderson that you believe you're getting. This is Pamela Anderson that you're trying to change from her three or four days. This is her with high value, and this is her with low value. This is the agreeable Pam Anderson. This is the not agreeable Pam Anderson. Okay, she doesn't have to agree with anything you say. Now, she has to agree with something you say or she has to have manipulation, right? Okay, 
So now, let's go ahead and scroll down. I believe she's, oh, I don't know. She's drinking her coffee. Her pooch is here. That's all she will have right there. She's going to have her golden retriever for the rest of her life. The whirlwind marriages of Pamela Anderson. She has five marriages that she has dusted off. Five gumps that believed that they was going to save her. Five gumps that sat across her and negotiated and thought he got her to agree with her by the end of the show. They thought that was going to change her. You can't change 304s. Okay. If a woman is, if a, somebody, shout out to uh, Eric on PayPal. He says Pamela Anderson on Babe, Babe Watch. Let's go through the story here. But before we go through this last marriage, this is what you guys got to understand. Let me show you some examples. And this is why I tell you, women who are considered pretty, women who are considered nines and tens or can manufacture themselves up to nines and tens belong to what? The street, the community, the community property. I got money. And when I tell you don't approach them, when I tell you don't try to run game on them, when I there's no point to it because you can't save her. There's nothing that you can do that another man can't. All right, and then when you step your ass up, she will measure you up, see how much manipulation she can get over on you, and then she will do it. She'll use love, potentially, or she'll use whatever she can to get with you, and then she will dump you. Nines and tens belong to the community, but you guys won't listen. You guys will sit across from nines and tens and debate them. You guys will sit across from nines and tens and believe you can run game on them. You can't. I got money. Just ask them the price. What is the price of admission? And when she tells you the price, you can either afford it or not afford it. If you can't afford it, walk away. If you can't afford it, take enjoy the ride. Come along and ride on a fantastic voyage. Just take the ride. And if you can't afford it, just walk away. There's another one selling relatively closely. I got money. But now nah, y'all want to marry him. Y'all want to take him from the streets. In the streets. All right. Even though that if they divorce you, they say they're going to return back to the streets. Okay. You guys don't get it. All right. You guys don't get it. They don't have to stay loyal to you. Beautiful. I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You'll be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dudes should be tied up in these streets. But y'all want to marry these women. Guys, they're not marriageable material. And that's because they've lived a life of men validating them. They just want to see how much they can get over on you. Here's Jennifer Lopez, once considered, probably still considered very beautiful. You guys, at 55, you guys are 52 years old. You keep telling me, Jennifer got it. No, she's 52, and she's been married and divorced multiple times and ran back to an ex-husband, if I'm not mistaken, or ran back to an ex-boyfriend. That's where she ended up, and you still want me to evaluate her. No, 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 that's not what I do here. We know, understand the laws of nature. This woman has been married and divorced three times, plus has ruined a relationship with Ben Affleck previously. Um, uh, Rodriguez, the baseball player, Alex Rodriguez, uh, Dave, uh, a bunch of other people. In the wake, in the wake of her walking, she has ruined relationship, relationship, relationship. For all intents and purposes, Jennifer Lopez, as pretty as she is, is an Owen. She's owing 10000 How about this woman right here, Halle Berry? She's been married and divorced at least three times, and she's teasing a fourth marriage or a fifth marriage, and the one marriage that she didn't get into ended up costing her alimony or child support, excessive child support. So let's just say, in the wake of Halle Berry, she's been decimated 
in the marketplace, but you think you're going to do get the better of her. You think you're going to run game. You think because she agrees with you that you're going to change her. Will you guys wake up? Halle Berry's an Owen. How about this? Elizabeth Taylor. Eight husbands. Eight husbands. Eight husbands. I got money. Just go ahead and ask them for the price of the ride. How much is it going to cost? I'm not that type of woman. Thank you very much for your time. I'll be moving on. And then at some point, she'll say, hmm. Hey, don't be upset with her. She did the same thing that anybody else in her position would have done. She did the same thing that you would have done. She had her price just like each and every one of you have your price. And at some point, she'll say, I do need to pay a bill. Hmm. Let me see if you'll fall for this. $5,000. That's okay, ma'am. We're not in the same ballpark. She'll go, mm, maybe I won't let this one get away. All right, $250. All right. Everybody has a price. This woman got eight marriages and divorces. She worse than the Buffalo Bills in the 1990s. She's worse than the Denver Broncos in the 1980s. She's worse than the Minnesota Vikings in the 1970s. This is a horrible record. She's in Owen, and she died in Owen. How about Zsa Gabor? Nine marriages, and there she is at her high uh, marketplace value. Why don't these women throw in the towel, you say? Why don't you do it? Oh, well, if I have a logical conversation with her, I'll change her. This is where you young pups are going to learn. This is where you young pups are going to learn. She doesn't have to throw in the towel because she has gumps like you that believe that if she nods her head like this, she agrees agrees with me. You believe she's going to change. When will you guys wake up? They don't throw in the towel because they got stupid guys like you. Okay, throw the damn towel. You want these people to throw in the towel, but I'm going to change her by talking to her. All right. This woman got nine marriages under her belt. Nine. She died at age 99. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. She married nine men. Nine. (laughs) How about this one right here? Even Marilyn Monroe. Mela Monroe was a 304 for the Kennedys. Don't worry, Chuck D. Wait, J.D. know the enemies and not point them out if you don't know. And if you know Uncle Sam, then uh, <laughs> I messed up the lyrics. Shout out to the lynch mob. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, three marriages. Three. Why did Marilyn Monroe divorce all three? She married Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> okay, guys. When would you guys wake up? I'm trying to wake you guys up. I'm trying to wake you guys up. Try to wake you guys up. I know the philosophy sounds like I'm abandoning women and I'm talking negatively about women. I'm trying to show you repackaging them and getting them to to agree with you is only going to set your gump butt up. If a woman walks the path of 304 and cheesed himself could not change, what makes you think you're going to change a 304? Somebody says, who are these people, coach? 
Exactly. That's why you don't know your history. You got to know these stories. You got to know these stories. <laughs> you got to know them because what you think is these women today are different. They're the same. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. They're the same. It's the same game they've been running on you. Now, a lot of men have figured it out and they refuse to marry somebody nine times. All right. How many times you've been married? Now our limit is about two. You know what I'm saying? You hit two marriage. You, you meet a woman. She has two marriages. You'd be like, now you can't get finesse nine times. You know what I mean? For the ninth one. There's still guys that are doing it, but there's still guys that think they're going to change the stripes on the tiger. You think you're going to change the spots on the leopard. And you'll be like, she only got married and divorced once. It was his fault. No, it wasn't. Why doesn't she want to throw the damn towel? Because she keeps getting over on you. She keeps winning. Watch, we're going to show you the Pamela Anderson story. We're going to reveal it. And you're going to be like, wow. Hey, listen, let's do the super chats and I'm going to get back into it. I had a cash app. So let me acknowledge the cash app. Uh, my man, uh, who came up? Or uh, Cognac Boy, shout out to you. He says for, um, what did he say? Let me get it. XL Pro Services as well. And Cognac uh, boy says, uh, go in on the pro blacks <laughs> for the pro blacks going to the coach. All right. They walk, they set their own trap. I mean, it's funny watching them. All right. It's funny watching the pro black, <laughs> just watching them set their own trap. You know what I mean? Some people go hunting, you know what I mean? For bears and they set the trap for the bear. The pro black sets the trap on themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just watch them. Like, it's like, uh, it's like Wiley Coyote. It's like Wiley Coyote. It's like watching Wiley Coyote episode where they get the dynamite. You know what I'm saying? They get the dynamite. They get the TNT and they light it up. And they don't realize that the, the, the road runner then changed the path of the, uh, the gunpowder. Right to blow their ass up. So they light up the uh, dynamite and then it goes all the way down there. It goes all the way down the damn uh, the desert. All right, and then it comes circle right around back down around the mountain and then blow their ass up. And then and then they blame the road runner. <laughs> You're like, you lit your own ass up, and then they blame everybody else, and then they try to make deals with the acme. Uh they they try to make deals with acme, uh the the, the people supplying the bombs. They go to the Acme system. Uh, well, you sold me some messed up goods. The Roadrunner keep figuring it out. Uh, you think we can make another deal? You think you can give me some free products? You think you can get me reparations? Y'all, y'all set your own traps. Lord, <laughs> the pro black. And, and 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 the and the thing about it is the coyote is the biggest coward out there. They're the biggest coward. They they use trickery and sneakery to try to get what they want. Without putting no real work in, they take every shortcut. And they're cowardly at the end of the day, when at the end of it, if Wiley Coyote really knew, the people who really doing them in is your own women. It's the coyote, female coyote, but he he afraid to call the female coyote out. Because he's a coward in the end. He see the female coyote setting his ass up too. As a matter of fact, the female coyote having dinner with the roadrunner. The female coyote having dinner with the roadrunner. Uh, the, the female coyote getting fed by the roadrunner. 
<laughs> when when Wiley Coyote is out there in the desert trying to catch uh, the Roadrunner, the Roadrunner going to the Femi Coyote and feeding her and feeding her and feeding her. You out there trying to catch the Coyote for one meal. You try to catch the Roadrunner for one meal. Your Femi Coyote just sitting over there chilling. Like, why you ain't never hungry? <laughs> but the pro black will never see it. And then when they see it with their own eyes, well, maybe this ain't happening. <laughs> the pro black got to be the good. I mean, I'm, I mean, of all gumps, it's that one. Because not only does the pro black gump for their community, they gump for women too. I mean, I literally, I mean, it's the worst of the worst. The female coyote is just chilling. Like, why you not never hungry? Why you don't want no sex? No. <laughs> I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, Pro Blacks, when you guys are ready to do some work, first thing you're going to do is you're going to get your mother, your grandmother, and your sister. And then you're going to slap them across the face like the Three Stooges. Everything will change right away. You're going to poke this one in the eye. You're going to take your mother, poke, poke her in the eye. You're going to take your grandmother's nose and go. <laughs> then you're going to tie your sister's earlobes together. <laughs> and then you're going to say, listen to me. And then when she talks back and calls you a bitch-ass ninja, <laughs> you're going to probably react to her. You're going to properly react to her. You're not going to continue. Well, you did call me names, but I'll keep talking to you logically. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, shout out to ML. John says that 304 sermon was TD Jake's level without the sweat. In here, all right, all right. Kyle Coleman says, Hey, coach, why he says, Would you rather have your girl discover your prong collection or your RP content? Oh, uh, for me, I mean, most every girl that I know knows my RP content, so I would say my RP content, all right, because she's gonna look at my prawn and be like, Damn, you nasty. But most of the girls I've with are nasty already. <laughs> All right, KT King, Pamela Anderson is the five-time divorce champion like Booker T is the five-time WCW champion. Five-time, 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 five-times in here. Gunslinger says, stop feeding the bears. Men hold the line. All right, Channel 1800 Dump says, keep up the good work. Coachy brother, free agent, no validation from women. Their nature is fixed and likes up, fellas. There's guys that think they can change them. All right. I'm not about changing ladies. Ladies, I like where you are. I keep telling you, you might come to my show. You just want us to be barefoot and pregnant. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to change it. You guys are in the you guys are in the right spot for my particular age group. I got money. You guys are right where I want you. I mean, it's not going to help us in another 10 or 15 years or anything like that. But that by that point, I'll be 60, 65, right? So it won't matter. It won't be my problem anymore. I'll probably be in another country, <laughs> right? Hidden, living off the grid. I won't, it won't even matter to me anymore. I'll let this burn. I'll let it burn down. All right. I ain't worried about it. And I'm not trying to, hey, whatever y'all get, y'all get. 
I'm saving myself, guys. Remember, sink or swim. That's what we're doing right now. But y'all trying to save. Y'all trying to throw out life rafts. Or <laughs> y'all trying to throw out life rafts and life donuts. What do you call them? Lifesavers. Y'all trying to go out there. Y'all throwing gummy lifesavers out. I ain't trying to save y'all ladies at all. All right. Keep doing what you're doing. All right. You're digging a hole, but I'm a, it is what it is. I can't listen. Uh Elijah went to the desert 40 for 40 days, just like I'm going to the desert on y'all asses. All right. And when he came back, Jezebel, Jezebel was getting her flesh eaten. Right. That's what that's where I'm going with this. If that's what y'all want to do, have at it. Life preserver. Yes. Uh, co-kid Chaz says, get a master's degree and or start your business. Um, it depends on your industry. Starting your business over a long haul will help you. Master's degree, you never know. Because a lot of people get degrees and they don't even work in the industry that they get the degree in years later, right? So you get a master's degree, it helps you out temporarily. But then what about um, you know, after that? And master degrees are all almost a dime a dozen now. So you have to really, depends on what field you're in. And is it going to put you in the debt? Think about it. It's a lot going on in there. Caitlin Ferguson says, if the good Lord can't change 304s, what makes a man think he can? A stubbornness, hard-headedness. He thinks he's better than the next man. His ego. The male ego is unbelievable thing. And until you get it in check, you will continue to make severe mistakes, especially with women, because they're smarter than you. Let's just call it what it is. And when, when it comes to manipulation, they're smarter than you. And he almost said, and he said also, women will defend the Britney Renners of the world after speaking with Fresh and Fit. He says men need to wake up. They won't wake up. They have ego. Your ego is not your friend. What did they say? Your ego is not your amigo. Your ego is not your amigo. I try not to have an ego here, but you know. <laughs> But I'm pretty humble. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretty humble. Like this, these numbers things don't affect me. It doesn't drive me. I'm, I'm, sometimes I look at this and I go, I can't believe it. <laughs> so I wake up. I wake up sometimes. I'm like, you know what happens? <laughs> I wake up sometimes. I'm like, damn, I'm really doing a live stream right now. Because <laughs> I literally, I literally be like real quiet. I come out here. I do my routine. The junior college girl leaves. All right. I say bye-bye over my shoulder. I'm doing my coffee. I'm just quiet. I'm talking to nobody. I'm doing nothing. I'm researching the article. Then I press the live button. And then I'll be like, what's going on, everybody? It's like, I don't even believe I'm doing this. <laughs> I don't be in here like, I'm Coach Greg Adams, and I'm going to change 304s. No. I just come on here and offer advice. And then I shut the stream down, and I'll be sitting here. And then I go do what I need to do. I answer some emails. I run my errands, come back, do the afternoon show, run some errands, do the business side of this. Get a three, get, get a junior college girl, have my fun, and then I go to sleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then I wake the hell up. I got to do a show. But I'm not out here going, I'm going to survive. I'm going to be the best YouTuber. In the I don't do that. Um, so I don't have an ego in this. My ego doesn't rest on this. I've accomplished great things with this, but I've accomplished other great things. And I also think I'm going to accomplish greater things, potentially greater than this. So it is what it is. It's crazy. So uh, the ego is not your amigo sometimes. Somebody says YouTube is an introvert's dream. Absolutely. YouTube is an introvert's dream because when this shuts off, I'll be sitting here chilling. 
Like, I do my work and I get my stuff done, but I don't be here going, all right, looking for 304s to debate. I need to prove my point. I don't need to do, I don't do that. I need to raise up the views. Like, the views are what they are. Your ego is not your amigo. And men, with your ego, you believe you're going to change women. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now. God, God has given women everything. And women are angry at God. I want you to think about that. They wake up mad sometimes that they have to live life as a woman. Now, I boiled it down very simply there. I boiled it down very simply. It's a little more complex than that. But that's pretty much what it is. They mad that they got cramps. They mad that they bleed. They mad that they're sometimes physically weaker. They're mad that they have to argue to get their point around. They're mad that they can't pick up heavy weight. They're mad that they can't do, but they want to be men. We should have this and we should have that. They're mad at God. They're not mad at us men. And this is what we have to understand about women and accept. They're angry with their creator or they're angry with nature. Why do we get older over time? Everything that they try to fix and get us to accept is something that nature or God has provided them, not us. It wasn't me. I didn't make your crow's feet come in. That was father time. I didn't make it so you gain weight so you can have babies. I didn't make it so you were not as strong as the average man. I didn't make it so that the order of the world was that uh, the world was designed to be a man's world. I didn't do it. So why are you mad at me? And then I realized they're not mad at me. They mad at God. They mad at nature. And if you're mad at your own creator, there ain't nothing I could do for you. Nothing. And there's nothing that I will attempt to do for you. There's nothing that I will sit across from you from a table and need to debate you for. Because you're really angry that you have to lie on your back and submit to enjoy it. That's what you're angry about. And I didn't do that to you. Ladies, I did not do that to you. I, I didn't make it so you have to be penetrated. I did not. So here's the deal. For the men whose ego, for the men whose ego is so wrapped up in the validation of women or ten, to ch- uh, changing them or winning in debates with them, if that's where your ego is wrapped up, I'm going to tell you. You're going to waste a lot of time and energy doing so if you're waiting to win or you're waiting to win women to come back we were wrong all this time guys yes if you're waiting for black women to come back and say brothers we did you wrong we need you back and we'll do whatever you say if you're waiting for that time you're gonna be a waiting old ass man i would get about other things i would get about going on to do other things in life like the free agent lifestyle. <laughs> Go do some other things. Because wasting time with this one, God can't even change it. 
Anyway, <laughs> let's go in. Somebody says, Coco Kid Chad says, what's the difference between a beta male and a simp? Uh, the simp intention, I think the, I think one of the different, well, the beta male is a bookmark term, but the beta male, most of the time, these are characteristics or symptoms of what you've been raised as, meaning you don't have control over the behavior. These were the behaviors that were you were conditioned with, in essence. And then simp would be somebody who could, could be, a little more masculine, but he chooses to take the shortcuts. That would be my explanation of it. But uh, again, those are just my explanations. And beta male, alpha male, those are bookmark terms. There's everybody lives in a spectrum. There's some things I'm beta about and some things I'm alpha about, right? So not everybody's 100% alpha and no beta. So it's, it is what it is. And he also says, put coach on a billboard, coach gang, or die. All right. Let's get back into Pamela Anderson and kick this real. Let's go through the marriages here. Here's a marriage. I believe this was Pamela Anderson's fourth marriage. And we're going to go out of order. I want you to show you why they don't throw in the towel. Why do you believe that some 45-year-old woman who's been divorced twice and have two kids by both, uh, uh, both of her, her husbands is going to be better for you? Here's a one right here. Uh, John Peter says he paid Pamela Anderson's debt before marriage went bust. Let's read Hollywood producer. John, this is the guy right here. I think this was marriage number four. He married Pamela Anderson in her decline. Okay. Not, not this Pamela Anderson. So I don't want to hear. She's not that bad looking. That's, that's you catfish of the sea kind of guys. I want her like this. And if I can't have her like that, I got money. I don't want her like this. I don't. All right. So anyway, Hollywood producer, John Peters claims Monday that his 12 day marriage. Yes. 12 days. 12-day marriage to Pamela Anderson went bust after he paid some of the broke, <laughs> the broke actresses' debts, adding, there's no fool like an old fool. Oh, this hurts. And some of you guys are going to be old fools by the end of this. See? He's telling you guys, you guys need to wake up. He called himself a fool because he got finessed. <laughs> when I tell you guys, don't, 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 stop. Redirect your path. Yes, they're going to say who hurt you. They're going to say, just read. There's no fool like an old fool. Why do women never throw in the towel? Because they operate on emotions and they believe, oh, this time I'll do better. And then they don't do better. All right. They end up doing the finesse. Continuing on, the former hairstylist to the stars, age 74, took umbrage at the source telling Page Six last week that he asked her to marry her on a whim, marry him on a whim. He asked her, but that within a day and a half, she realized she had made a terrible mistake and that Peters was too controlling. Imagine, too controlling. Peters, who produced the 2018 hit Remake, A Star is Born, featuring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, wrote in an email, everything they told you was a lie. <laughs> Including even that he asked Anderson to marry him. Interesting. He said Anderson, age 52, mm. proposed to him in a text. Needless to say, that when she texted him, 
that she wanted to get married. It was kind of a dream come true, even though I was engaged to someone else and the lady was moving in, Peter said. You know what happened? He said, I can get Pamela Anderson. That's what he said. I'm going to get Pamela Anderson, but this is the Pamela Anderson he got. This the, is this the Pamela Anderson he got. See, he got sold a bill of goods. What else did he say here? I dropped everything for Pam. She had almost $200,000 in bills and no way to pay it. Brittany Renner. This is going to be where Brittany Renner is going to be. She's probably there right now. Okay, she's probably there right now. Guys, she was homeless a week ago, and y'all gumps forgot about it. Oh, she agreed with him at the end of it. This was a homeless woman that was saved by us giving her attention. Anyway, she had almost $200,000 in bills and no way to pay it. This is what happens when you live the 304 life. And I paid it. And this is the thanks I get. There's no fool like an old fool. Unreal. You guys always have to learn the hard way. See, I learned one time and I said, ah, that was enough, <laughs> right? You guys will try to figure it out and figure it out. There's no changing them, guys. There's no changing them. The pair had secretly tied the knot at a Malibu ceremony January 20th. Peters, who went from celebrity hairdresser to the lead Hollywood producer and Batman, blah, 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 blah. Um, and Anderson on TV Baywatch had dated, had dated nearly 30 years ago. Oh, he okay. So he dated her when she was like this and she came back don't take an ex back then they announced february 1 that they were splitting Feb uh, january 20 february 1 uh let's see here a source a source previously said anderson felt she had foolishly jumped into the marriage because her heart was too open from a recent spiritual cleanse in india <laughs> oh boy oh boy what happened? She repackaged. She repackaged herself. She repackaged herself. Oh, now I got it. Don't throw in the towel. Oh, he's going to pay off my bills. Oh, I got repackaged my peace leave. I went to a spiritual cleanse. I washed all my 304 away. Now I've been redeemed. And she came back and finessed the guy because a tiger doesn't change his stripes. A leopard doesn't change his spots. But Peters implied that he told Anderson that they were over in a text. All right. Nonetheless. Nonetheless, that's what happens to you when you, but oh, there they are right here. There they are right here 30 years ago. Look at the Pamela Anderson he had then. And look at the one he married. Night and day. I can tell you how I feel about you night and day. Next guy, next victim. Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson's complicated relationship and the millions attached to it. Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson tried more than 800 times to make their marriage work. 800. <laughs> here we go right here. You want to hear some hardcore stuff? It says right here, after split, uh, here we go right here. Pamela Anderson definitely reported, or, or here we go. After the split of the prominent couple, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee was reported to be left with almost nothing. Who wins? Remember when I told you earlier, marriage is a win-win. Relationships are a win-win with women. Even when they lose, they win. It's like debating women. <laughs> Even when she loses, she wins. Um, same thing with, uh, same thing with this situation uh, for men. It's a lose-lose. Even when you win, you lose. You mean you get the girl, but you're gonna lose. 
It's a lose-lose. Marriage quickly, uh, marrying quickly is the most significant leap a whirlwind romance can take. And for Pamela Anderson, they chuckled about their current ages. Now they took a more significant leap uh, of their lives by marrying just four days after the first date. But as many people thought, early marriage can attract different types of messes. And for the couple, it seems like they had a chaotic love affair. Here it is. The, story, the love story of Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson, sorry, can be considered a rock and roll one for years. The Blonde Bombshell met the tattooed bad boy on what a couple, ex-couple described as love at first sight. The rock star did not plan to woo Anderson with a nice guy angle. He said that he put his on his dirtiest jeans and a shirt with a $400 sex on hands to the rock. Uh, I don't know what that is. And oh, to rock Anderson's world, which would work perfectly fine. Instead, their love story embarked on a roller coaster romance that is on the dramatic whirlwind. Here's the deal. I'm going to go down to what it costs. 77 million that started their uh, started their marriage to fall apart. After the couple got married in Mexico, the Baywatch actress decided to move in with Tommy Lee to his Malibu home. Did he move in with her? Nope. She got a home, a marriage, and money. Seems like a win-win to her. And they were renovating at the time. When the renovation was going on, the couple decided to fire all the laborers working on the renovation because they were not happy. I'm not happy. She was probably not happy with the results of the work. Unbeknownst to the couple, that's where the mess would start of their marriage as one of the laid-off electricians, Rand G made copies of the honeymoon tape, the honeymoon sex tape of the newlywed couple and avenge, even destroyed the original to get revenge on the couple. Rand got $77 million from selling the copies of the tape and the couple sued him over the invasion of privacy. During the case, Lee and Anderson started to constantly fight and in the end decided to get divorced that caused uh, and that could lead to some nasty divorce and custody battles. Okay. In the end, the divorce that cost Tommy Lee $10 million. $10 million. All right. This is her with, uh, that's not Tommy Lee. That is um, Brett Michaels. The cost of the divorce of the Motley Crue drummer and the Baywatch al alum and the messy, the messy custody battle from 2001 to 2002 were not made public. However, the struggle period in this life of Tommy Lee indeed cost him considerable a considerable amount of money. After a physical altercation between the two at their home, which was the final straw for Anderson uh, to finally file for divorce, Tommy Lee was arrested and sentenced to six months jail time with a felony spousal battery. He was also made to attend some counseling and 200 hours of community service and donation of money to anti-domestic violation charities and initiatives. Overall, the divorce and the charges reportedly took a dent of $10 million in Tommy Lee's pocket. And she walked away with all of it. This is a win-win situation. A decade later, the 2008 and 2008, the ex-couple found themselves back in each other's arms. According to Lee, they might have tried to make their remarriage work 800 times, and it's still worth trying an 801st attempt, all right? Pamela and their kids soon moved in with uh, him with him to start their family once again. The rock star was seeing all smiles and giving off happy vibes. However, the reunion was short-lived. The couple once again decided to call it quits, and this time, it seemed final uh, as they both have partners. All right, so they tried to rekindle. That's another guy. 
That's one guy. That's two guys. Finesse. Finesse once, finesse two. Let's go to the next finesse. Kid, my name is Kid. <laughs> my name is Kid Rock. Kid uh, Bora ended Pamela Anderson's and Kid Rock's marriage, Sasha Cohen says. Sasha Baron Cohen. Borat was the final blow in the marriage between Pamela Anderson and Kid Rock, the comedy uh, star says. Sasha Baron Cohen, who stars in Borat, uh, revealed that Anderson's role finished off the marriage just months after their yacht wedding in 2006. Kid Rock was not a fan of the performance, Baron Cohen says. The movie featured Baron Cohen. Here's what happened. The movie fe featured her getting, uh, being part of a prank against the audience. So in which he shows up and, and kidnaps her from a book signing. So I'm not going to read all of that. And it says, uh, it says right here, the maneuver injured the amazingly brave Anderson, Baron Cohen said when he clipped her jaw in the lift and sprint. She lost two things. One, she lost a tiny bit of bone from her jaw. And secondly, she lost her husband. It says right here, uh, Baron Cohen alluded to past reports that Kid Rock flipped out after he and Anderson saw the film at the special November 2006 first screening at the home of Universal Chair Ron Meyer and made no secret about loathing Anderson's portrayal. Baron Cohen, Bar Baron Cohen said that he texted Anderson about the, after the screening and asked, how did it go? What did he think? And then Anderson then texts back, he's getting divorced. Baron Cohen <laughs> recalled when he asked why Anderson replied, the movie. And I thought it was a joke, but then a few weeks later, they got divorced, and they put as a reason for divorce, Borat. Okay, so Kid Rock was like, I ain't playing that mess. And he voted with his feet. Last one. Pamela Anderson and Rick Salomon. Salomon are officially divorced. Another one. Another one. There they are, a short-haired version of Pamela Anderson. Look at this Pamela Anderson, and look at this Pamela Anderson. This is what you guys don't get. Well, she still looks good for her age. Guys, it's, guys you guys got to remember, she's, she's working at a disadvantage now. Pamela Anderson is officially divorced from Rick Salomon, the former Baywatch star. That's what she's writing on, uh, a show she appeared on at 22 at the height of her career. So I could focus on my career. She gonna ride that out, huh? The former Baywatch star and the Porker player, both 47, <clears throat> finalized their messy divorce. Another messy divorce. Earlier this week, it released a joint statement Wednesday. Public divorces can be harsh. Uh, let me see here. Forget about their joint statement. The divorce proceedings took an ugly turn in March when Anderson filed a restraining order. <laughs> why do you, why this is why I tell you, if she says she's been a part of a abusive relationship, run. Don't walk, run. But y'all want to argue with me. Oh, no, I'll just run some game on her, and I'll be a better man to her, and I'll finesse her. They keep finessing you. <laughs> Somebody says, I wouldn't hit. She got STD. No, I would not hit. Somebody says I'm slacking on the Mario sounds on this one. Yeah, it's bad. Anderson filed a restraining order. 
uh, claiming that Salomon was abusive and that she was scared of what he was capable of doing to me. In emails filed with the restraining order, Salomon allegedly called Anderson a serial baby killer to her husband's. All right, hold on for a second. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. Yeah. According to TMZ, Salomon will pay the actress. Here we go. Drum roll, please. About $1 million in the divorce settlement. $1 million. The pair first wed in 2007, only to have their marriage annulled two months later. She made $1 million in two months, and she didn't have to do what? She had to get slung into the ropes and clothesline? The clothesline from hell? Hell? Solomon will, look, Solomon will pay her $1 million for two months worth of work. You guys think, I'm beginning to believe she's doing this on purpose. <laughs> she basically says, uh, she's going to agitate you on purpose and clean your bank account out. You gotta get my bag and run. For real, you guys are telling me where to put the sound effects. The pair wed in 2007 only to have the marriage annulled two months later. They rekindled their romance. And tied the knot again in January in 2014. Hold on for a second here. What is it about you guys, man? He says Anderson then filed for divorce Six months later. What other sounds do I have here? <laughs> Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I then petitioned to have the initial filing dismissed shortly after. Last one, and this is the last marriage that she has here. She's a winner. Somebody says the cloud music. Pamela Anderson filed for divorce from fifth husband, Dan Hayhurst, after just 13 months of marriage. <laughs> 13 months. You mean a year, a, a year and a month? A year? A year? Hair, makeup, esthetician. Facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. Pamela Anderson, her fifth husband, Dan Hayhurst, have called it quits after just 13 months of marriage. The former Baywatch actress, <laughs> age 54. Remember, I keep telling you about these 50-year-old women, man. Stop it. Just go on and let them go. Go on and let them sit down. Going to let him move to Augusta, Georgia and, and, and sit on a uh, porch swing. Has filed for divorce in her native Canada where she had to relocate with her new husby, husband, hubby, hubby. Oh, boy. Last year, Rolling Stones reported Thursday, citing a source close to the couple. The split comes after a year. I'm sorry, almost a year after DailyMail.com broke the news that Anderson had made it official with her bodyguard. She married the bodyguard. <laughs> oh, goodness. She really digging deep after the two fell in love at the beginning of the 2020 Rona lockdown. Ah, I think I remember covering this story. I did cover this story. I said, this is going to be a divorce because you get 
when you have the uh, quarantine booze and you lock down, you're going to immediately fall in love when you're locked down. All right. You're going to flood each other with sex, work from home during your breaks. You're going to bang her out. You guys are just going to be sitting there locked down. Now, I said the real world's going to start again, start partially. And then you're going to realize you don't like this person. Uh, the blonde bombshell has, uh, what do I mean here? So, okay, let's see here. The pair tied the knot in an intimate Christmas Eve ceremony on the grounds of Anderson's home in Victor uh, Vancouver Island, Victoria, uh, Canada. But insider, but but insider told the magazine Pamela's Pamela loves an authentically Pamela Pamela loves as authentically as she lives. And that the pandemic whirlwind romance had run its course. Thir a year. One stinking year. Guys, I know a woman. She's been married and divorced twice. She's still trying to convince men that she can get married. I'm like, I wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole. And she's attractive. Why? Why? This is why. If you already know how to pull the divorce lever, it's going to be easy. Oh, you ain't acting right. I'll divorce you. Uh, divorce you. Anderson had shared in the cloud. I don't want to hear all that. Um, they uh, Anderson met Hayhurst, who lived locally on Vancouver Island during the early days of the pandemic. <laughs> and since the pair have been together 24-7 ever since. That's why. Sometimes, hey, absence makes the heart grow fonder. All right. The actors joke that their first year together had felt like seven adding that the two fell head over heels with each other and were a natural fit. Okay, what, what will this cost him? Anderson has dual citizenship. We don't want to care about all that. Uh, she reportedly moved out of the couple's marital home and is currently back in California spending time with her two sons, according to the magazine. Oh, my goodness. Here we go right here. Anderson was snapped la uh, last Thursday during a coffee run with her assistant. Let's take a look at her assistant. There he is. He does look like he's walking on his tippy toes, so I'm not sure if that's the new guy. Okay, but that's her assistant. He could be going in for six, but I can't tell. All right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he's on his tippy toes for sure. He's definitely on his tippy toes. All right. Like some of you guys, some of you guys are really on your tippy toes. All right. So anyway, you guys trying to act masculine, but you on your tippy toes here. <laughs> All right. Uh, how do I know? Look at th this area right here. This gives a, this a dead giveaway right here. Right here. You see that? That's a dead giveaway. I don't know many. I don't know many arrows that carry bags like that. Okay, there it is right there. So that is her assistant. He's not putting it down at all. All right, here we go right here. The iconic blind bombshell was born. Okay, here we go. Uh, maybe we don't know how what the divorce is going to cost them. Let's get to the super chats. I don't know. I, I Did I make my point today? Let's go into the super chats. Um, Christopher J. Coach, been reading your books. Uh, I was for sure there would be holes. I was wrong, free agent. Our free agents are winning. Dang, you nailed it. Thank you, sir. And please try to poke holes in my theory. There's, There's got to be one. One, maybe. Guys, this is a self-protection, self-preservation philosophy. Sure, there's potentials for you to find women, 
find good women. There's potentials for everything, but it is to basically get you to level up. Um, it's not to get you to hate women and segregate yourselves from them. You need a temporary segregation. All right. And it doesn't, and it removes the validation. Uh, it removes the need for validation from women to make you exist. Amari um, says a BW cried out tears so hard last night on F and F because she felt so oppressed. Can't make this ish up. That's why it's being. It's hard being a woman, guys. It's hard being a woman, right? But they, um, they, what what men have to understand about women. Again, understanding and loving. You got to follow the path of understanding. And this isn't understanding to hate them. What you have to understand is, um, for them, is that they're trying to make, their, again, they're angry with God. They're not angry with us. But they, but they have to take it out on us. You know what I mean? So no matter what problems you have in life, their problems are worse. Their problems are always going to be seen as worse. Now, I'm not minimizing their problems. They have problems. Men have problems, too. But they're going to outdo you in this. You're like, man, damn. I mean, a woman can sit around all day romancing, having conversations with you via text. Where's your favorite restaurant? Where would you like to eat? Where would you like to go? We'd like to go on a vacation. Oh, I looked up this place to go on a vacation. And they're asking you, where would you like to go? What would you like to do? Where do you like to eat? What do you like to do for fun? What are your hobbies? They sit around all day romancing about this. You know what you're doing while they're you're answering those questions? You're not sitting around romancing. You know what you're doing? You're working. You're having, you're having knockdown, drag out situations where you're trying to survive. In the past, it was trying to survive the saber tooth tiger or put food on the plate. Now you're trying to work. You might be building a building in the construction site. You might be negotiating a deal. You might be flipping hamburgers, but at the end of it, you're working. You ain't got time to sit around thinking about, oh, well, this would be fantastic. In their world, they can do that. And if they don't get that, it's poor them. It's poor them, not poor you. I'm working, baby. I'm working. I don't have time to think about all the romantic possibilities that I can fall into. You do. And the princess, the princess mentality sometimes is very real. If they don't get, and guys, uh, you know, as much as we want to rank women, they have a whole, whole internal ranking system of their own. They look at the next woman and say, well, I'm just as good as that woman. Why is she getting the world and I'm not? You guys think the problem they have is with men. The problem they have is either with God, Mother Nature, or comparing themselves to other women. Lastly, they have a Oedipus, not an Oedipus complex. They have a, a condition in which they are internally jealous about what men are naturally capable to do. You guys make more money than us. That ain't fair. It's always ain't fair, right? Well, we got to work longer, and we, we got to pay for dates, and we got to support the family, and... It is a unbelievable thing. But again, I understand that about them. And when that starts to show up, because a woman will come into your life for five weeks and she will have none of these things. And you'll be like, oh, I got one. And she listens to me. 
and I hold masculine frame and she listens. But then internally, this fight comes up in this, I'm oppressed. The black woman's more oppressed than you. Are you kidding me? You get carte blanche into the society more than black men, but it's not a competition. So I'm not trying to compete, but I'm tired of hearing this least protected and we're the more oppressed. I always tell black women, I know white women, you don't want to be them. You might think you want to be them. You don't. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm amazed at the amount of them that try to take on the characteristics of white women. I'm like, that's, you don't want to compete with them. You don't want to compete with them. White women are a dime a dozen, and they are competing for a very short supply of men. A very short supply of men. You got 60% of the country, white women, but they're competing for 10% of the women. I mean, 10% of the men. A small selection of top-tier men. Top-tier Chads, top-tier millionaires, top-tier Tyrones. And they all wander around here looking very similar. You know what I mean? There's very few that distinguish themselves from the next. And one will get picked, and then the rest of the white girls will be like, hey, we're all wearing the same North Face jacket. We're all wearing the same Uggs. Ugg boots, and we're all wearing the same black tights. Why did she get picked? You won't want to compete with that. Because they have a whole, I'm supposed to have the world. I'm supposed to have pretty woman. And then they see the next plain Jane get it. Didn't I read you that story? <laughs> Didn't I read you that story of a, a, a so-called beautiful woman? And then she asked, why does that man have a plain Jane wife and I can't get married? Yeah, the beautiful ones. Always smash the pictures. The beautiful ones are the ones always, every time, as Prince said, the stock factory issue woman is going to win way more than the beautiful woman is going to win. And the beautiful woman is so uh, uh, entitled that she always smashed the picture. Always, every time. <laughs> Y'all don't want to be in that competition, sisters, with white women. Y'all don't want to put yourselves in that boat. The competition is stiff. You think it's bad trying to find a good black man? Try to be a white woman and try to find the top tier white man. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. You got to qualify. And don't be old and try to qualify for the top tier white guys. You automatically out. See, in the black community, you can do that. Yeah, you, you got it good where you are. Right, stay over there. Don't be trying to compete with Becky's because you can't. There ain't no way in the world you can. So don't stop. Oh, we are you try to compete with a Becky, you're gonna get ran through, ran over. <laughs> he says an old is 32. Yeah, hey, when it comes to the Becky world, you hit 32, it's a rapski. Stiff competition, but y'all bear y'all always looking over there at them and seeing what they got. Don't y'all need to stop it. And then y'all put the blonde hair on, thinking that's gonna put you in the same category. You know how many blonde white women there are? You know how many brunettes turn themselves into blonde to try to compete there? You know how many women that had turned their hair into blonde give up? Oh, well, we ain't can't do it, can't compete. They let their hair grow back to br brunette because they can't compete. Y'all don't want that. Y'all don't want that life. Stay over here. Right? <laughs> Y'all don't want that life. Black pill meddling. I'm with coach's philosophy. I'm going 31. And now 
have enough uh, interaction with women to know I'm not taking any sense. I'm not talking any sense to any of these women escorts. Yes, yes. I got money. The, the talking sense of them is ridiculous. <laughs> it's not even, it's a waste of time. Because tomorrow, 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 Brittany Renner going to be back to 304. Because you know why? That's all she got. Y'all think, she, you think, y'all woke up today. <laughs> y'all woke up today. Oh, Brittany Renner going to give up 304 now because she got some sense talking to her. <laughs> did I tell you, did I, I just showed you the story of Pamela Anderson. Watch this on this marriage right here. A sucker's born every minute. You suckers. There's no fool like an old fool. Uh, Hollywood producer John Peterson claimed that after a 12-day marriage, Pamela Anderson went bust after he paid off all her debt, some of the, some of the broke actress's debt. Right here. It says right here. I read this part. But oh, right here. I dropped everything for Pam. She had almost $200,000 in bills and no way to pay it. No way to pay it. A Britney Renner is going to be the same thing. She ain't going to have no way to pay it. Why? Because she got it lying on her back. And she's going to have to keep getting it that way. She ain't got no degree. I mean, she might have a degree. She ain't going to get no job. You think she going to sit at a desk job and get it? You think she going to sit at a desk job and get it? Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. She know how. She only know one way to get it. And no amount of conversation is going to talk no sense into her. But y'all goofballs woke up today. Oh, yeah. She going to change her ways. She going to be a wife now. <laughs> All right? Yeah. All right? Um, ACDC coach, uh, I'm a sense... I'm sensing a theme here. Men seem to have a problem with nostalgic trophy peace leave. He said, Pam Gumps, Jason Momoa, and Lisa Bonet, rappers pushing around the same chick, token peace leave that ends up fleecing them. Same thing with Mariah Carey. Same thing with Janet Jackson. Some guy sees, saw Janet Jackson. He was like, hey, the pleasure, the pleasure principal Janet Jackson, the control Janet Jackson, I want her. And then he made him he made Janet Jackson his trophy wife, signed her to a deal and said, if you stay with me with five, for five years, you have to stay with me at least for five years. And uh, if you stay with me for five years, um, you can get, what was it, $200 million? Janet Jackson stayed with this fool for five years in one day. And she made more money in that divorce than she made in her entire career, meaning tours, album sales, travel, clothing line, videos. In a 30-year career, she made more in five years in one day than she did in her 30-year recording career. <laughs> when would you guys wake up? And the same thing would happen with Mariah Carey. After she divorced Nick Cannon, of course, a billionaire said, hey, it's Mariah Carey from the Rainbow Days. It's Mariah Carey from the I Don't Wanna Cry Days. It's Tommy Matola's Mariah Carey. Nope. So he, he, he engaged with her. She moved from L.A. to New York. She started spending all his money, and he pulled back. He said, hey, forget it. I'm not marrying you. You're spending all my money. Guess what? She sued him. 
for $10 million for not marrying him. <laughs> what, what? A leopard doesn't change his spots. <laughs> a leopard doesn't change his spots. She the same. They know more game. They know more game than you. Unbelievable. Shot X says, Coach, these Mitch Ninjas make me sick, pedestalizing underserving, undeserving BWs while BW-ish on us every time. He says, when will the Mitches in the community learn? That's why I walked away. It's incredible. You guys think getting disrespected is a part of the process. This is why you uh, depend on game because you'll run up into a woman. She'll disrespect you and you'll be like, well, that's okay. That's part of the game. And so you sit up there and let you, and, and then and then and then you say you won. Well, I did get a chance to talk to her at least. She did disrespect me in the process, but then I let I hit her off and I let her off hardcore. You should you you missed it. No, I didn't miss it. You got dissed, and you opened yourself up to get dissed. You think getting dissed is acceptable, guys? Go to another country. I want you to go another country. See, this is this is what's wrong with melanated men in general. Uh, if you go to Colombia, if you go to Brazil, they don't diss their men. <laughs> There's no such thing as dissing your men. There's no such thing as she dissed me, but I got her back. There's no such thing as miss me and I'll miss you back. There's no such thing as there was the diss and I overcame the diss. There's no diss. <laughs> I don't accept the diss. I, 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 once you diss, that's it. <laughs> right? We end the conversation. There's no, hey, there was a diss, but, but I dissed her back. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't argue. We don't try to prove our case. We don't get dissed. I don't accept dissing. I don't walk up to women, women and say, dissing is a part of approach game. No. <laughs> no. But Generation X, guys, you guys don't know any difference because... You accept dissing. You've been getting dissed your whole life. So it's no big deal. In other countries, there is no diss. Because other women know, oh, uh, we don't diss these. <laughs> we don't diss these guys. But y'all grow up in the community and get dissed and dissed and dissed. And y'all never leave. No, we'll talk some sense into them. <laughs> anyway. There's no diss. No, no woman gets to diss me, and then I continue on with the with the conversation or relationship. That that's gonna be it, ma'am. And they do this because simp enforcers. They do this because you like to get dissed, and you think there's something to prove after the diss. There's no, there's nothing to prove after the diss. This is a low value woman in the conversation. Bye bye. Metro well, Moto Surf says with thirty percent approval. Do you think? She still will do Biden. Yes, absolutely. Yes, because there's well, the, the word there was is better than Trump. Everything's better than Trump. Uh, but the, the white liberal is a fool's goal for the community. You only empower them. That's why they come in and they dance for you. They dance. Kamala dances. All the mayors dance and all the mayors, they just come in and dance and they will show it over. Oh, he's one of us. He knows how to dance. He can relate. 
And then when they get in there, they start raising the taxes on your ass. They start doing things that you don't even monitor. And you don't even know they're doing it. You won't even know. But you'll be like, damn, it's getting weird around here. You see that? See the price of eggs? Why is that going up? But they'll put hot sauce on catfish. And they'll dance. They'll dance a jig. Yep, they'll eat ribs with you. And that's all you care. That's all you care about. Without you, they have no power. They only have power when you give it to them. That's why they come glad handing on your ass. And that's why they show you getting choked out by the police every time the election comes up. Because they need you. So you give them the power. That's why them white Beckys come in and they start acting like they're going to suck off black men. Hey, we'll march with you. All we need you to do is to get us in and we'll handle it from there. Then all of a sudden, Skittles start raining everywhere. Why is it raining Skittles? <laughs> and all of a sudden, they defund all the, the projects in your neighborhood and they defund all the computer labs and they defund all the police. And they make the law so, ah, crime, just go ahead and tear up the whole thing. So where's my guy that says white liberals have no power? You're absolutely right. They have, uh, they have all the power, and you give it to them. You gladly give it to them, and then they leave your ass hanging for three and a half years. Hey, uh, can we have that conversation, Joe Biden? Ice Cube still waiting. Ice Cube still waiting for a conversation. BLM still waiting for a conversation. He went in the smack. He laid the smackdown on BLM. Yeah, uh, thanks for setting up the bricks, but uh, you ain't got no. Remember when he did that? BLM, and he shouted them down. Hey, you lazy, shiftless Negroes. I'll tell you what to do around here. You don't come in my meeting. He don't, that's the only time he raised his voice. After y'all marched all of 2020 and burnt down all your cities. Anyway, M. Lavo says, coach, I told you to do Biden. He says, now, uh, now we ain't going to get our Martin Luther King Boulevard and Jesse Jackson Avenue apartments. Have a corner stove sandwich on me. Shout out to you. Y'all ain't got ish, but a couple of laws changed. That's only going to uh, affect Criminal Negroes. That's all that's going to affect. Well, they don't get to do no-knock warrants no more. Okay. that's I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Middle-class black people don't worry about stuff like that. You know who do? People who run with criminals. People who live near Martin Luther King Boulevard. That's what you worry about. People that are leveled up in life, lasting on my agenda. <laughs> lasting on my agenda. All right? They don't get the chokeholders no more. Last thing on my agenda. Because I never get in a chokehold position. Never happens. Just like I never got the C-19. Just like I never get pulled over and harassed in my neighborhood. Just like I be living. Never happens to me. And it only happened to 10 Negroes before me. It only happened to 10 ninjas before me. So why am I worried about it? <laughs> Aren't you worried about your people? They ain't my people. <laughs> when did you get it? Those aren't my people. Put his ass in the sleeper hole. What's wrong with him? Oh, he trying to do, put his ass in the sleeper hole. I like to see somebody <laughs> go to sleep. All right. Oh, so you want to go, you want to fight? 
put them in the sleeper. Where's Brutus the Barber Beefcake? Where's Adrian, where's Adrian Adonis? Get his ass in the sleeper. Where's Roddy Piper? Put his ass in the sleeper hole. And I want to see your ass fighting it. All right? You probably deserve to get in the sleeper. <laughs> then I want to see them wake your ass up how they used to chop your neck. Remember that? I'm a cold-blooded guy, man. It's, I'm black or white on a lot of stuff. <laughs> Put they ass in the cross-faced chicken wing. All right? Put they, hey, where's Bob Backlund? Where's Ted DiBiase? Put that, where's Ted DiBiase? Hey, don't be upset with her. She did the same thing that anybody else in her position would have done. She did the same thing that you would have done. She had her price just like each and every one of you have your price. Professor O, that's a pro-black. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. I'm in the big house. Mm-hmm. I worked my way up in there. Uh, if your ass took your ass to work, you could get one too. Go to work. <laughs> I ain't worried about y'all plantation ass Negroes because y'all keep messing my job up. Right. You when 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 you get rich people to worry about you, then I'll worry about you. But they ain't never gonna care. Put his ass in the chicken hole. Hey, Bob Ackland, get his ass. Get pro get Professor O. Somebody said I call myself black or white. No, I said I'm black or white. That's how I do things. There's no gray areas with me. Y'all want a gray area your way through life? You're going to be messed up. All right? No, there's black or white. There's the left side of the street and the right side of the street. You can't walk down the middle of the street. You understand? I've been telling you that forever. You cannot walk down the middle of the street. You can't walk down the middle of the street with women. You can't walk down the middle of the street or life. Sooner or later, a Mack truck is going to run your ass over. Sooner or later, you'll realize you'll get nothing of benefit on the left or the right. Pick a side of the street and walk on it. Period. You can't drive down the middle of the road. You got to drive on the left side of the intersection or the right. Pick one. But y'all want to go middle of the damn road on everything. Well, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I move through life faster making decisions. You move through life slower being indecisive. The reason why you don't have what you have in life is because you can't make a decision. Well, it could be this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this. No, 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 no. Go on one side or the other. Take your lazy, shiftless ass over here and do nothing or do a whole bunch of something. Don't do a little bit of nothing and a little bit of something. Go on this side or this side, period. Make a decision and a quick one. And in the middle of that, stop making excuses. All right, here we go. Warren says, uh, Coach, did you see the video of Truly on Truly about a 22-year-old kid who got engaged to his best friend's mom? I'm in love with my son's friend, I think it's called. I'm not the one to typically judge, but I think bro made a risky move. Young man, I want you to listen and listen good. You are going to be the next targets of the available women. You're going to be the next target. So the available women that are left over that no men are taking chances on. Okay. I'm going to pull it up here. And the reason why is because you're dumb. All right. You're young and dumb, but it's okay to be young and dumb. It's okay. 
It's okay. We all were young and dumb. All right. But I'm going to tell you something. Between the ages of 18 and 30, you got to make the best decisions of your life. If you can do that, if you can do that, you'll win. You'll win in life way more than the other guys. The guys that make the worst decisions between the years of 18 and 30 are going to lose. And they're going to make excuses. They're going to make a whole bunch of excuses. Coach Junior, not only 304's coach, but loser friends too. Cut them. Cut them. Loser friends, excuse-making friends, cut them. Cut them. Broke friends, chasing ass dude friends, cut them. Cut them out of your life, man. Your life is going to take off. It's the secret of life. I keep trying to tell you. Brown 310, Mitches and Gumps have the game twisted. And here we are still trying to, trying to save them. I'm trying to save you. I'm Captain Save-A-Gump, right? Sterling Lewis, uh, but, 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 uh, but eventually, start, shout out to Sterling Lewis for becoming a member. I'm not only Captain Save-A-Gump, I'm trying to show you in real time how this happens. In the book I wrote in 2018, Free Agent Lifestyle, I'd only lived it a short amount of time. I was developing the philosophy, right? I was developing it, lived it a short amount of time. Now, in that time period, look at, look at what happened. Look at the growth. Look at the, the growth in me just mature-wise, maturity-wise. Look at the growth economically. Look at the growth focus-wise, intent-wise. Look at the growth with women. Remember, I develop a philosophy with women. I go, okay, you're the pay guy. You're the pay people. You're the dupe. You're the avoid 100% of the time. You're the ones that I will let into my life. I literally will segment them, make a decision about them, and be fine with it and roll the dice. Can I be wrong sometimes? Yes, because I will put somebody that's a pay for play. That could have been a good woman, but no. I just let I just rolled the dice and let her and paid for her. Now, what did I miss? Nothing. I mean, I missed nothing because what? She could have been in my life and did what? Pamela Anderson, me, Halle buried me. Then I eliminated this group of women that that look like this or that are overweight or that are broke or that are ex that are living in poverty that have kids that were previously married and divorced. It's black or white. And that's a decision that I made and it has made me make safe decisions. It's either all or nothing. It's no middle ground. Well, well, she's cute, but she's a single mom. No. Mm. Well, she has student loan debt, but she's extremely hot. No. Mm. It's a no. But you guys will always make the exception and get slapped in the face. It ain't going to work like that, gentlemen. It ain't going to work like that. Make decisions and just ride on it. Make decisions and get right and right on it. Most of the time, it's going to be the right decision. You guys take tests like that. It's C. Then you go back. Oh, no. Change the answer. What did they tell you about changing the answer on tests? I'm trying to educate you guys here. Have you ever took a test prep program? Probably not. Your single mother couldn't afford it. And you graduated with a 1.7 GPA. I got it. But that's neither here or there. Any test prep program will tell you once you mark an answer, do not go back and change it. Highly likely the answer was right, but you erased it and put the wrong answer. Why? Because you went back, oh, well, it could possibly. That's what you do with women. 
Well, she disrespected me, but I could possibly win the debate in the end. No. I could possibly get it to see. Oh, but she's cute, though. Oh, but she's thick. Stop second-guessing your way through life. Mark the answer. Move to the next question. Don't spend too much time on one question. Look at the question. See if you know the answer. Eliminate the two possible worst possible answers. Then you got down to one answer. Eliminate A and D. You're down to B and C. It's more likely to be C statistically. Are they tricking me? I put C down. Move to the next question. Move to the next phase in your life. But no, y'all asses want to go backwards. Let me review. Oh, erasing five answers. Now you done failed the test. You guys are flip-floppers. You guys are indecisive. You guys are excuse makers. And you guys are tired of hearing me telling you this, but that's what you are. And that's why you're losing. Because you're playing the middle. You're playing what could possibly be. Instead of making it what it could be. You guys get to the fork of the road. Both. No. One side or the other. And don't take the shortcut. See, your father should have been told, told you all of this, but your fathers are gumps or your fathers were eliminated from your lives and you had non-decision. Have you guys noticed with women, this is how they live their lives. This is how they go to work and I'm not disrespecting them. Let me go ahead and put up. I'm not disrespecting them. Have you guys noticed? And this is how the work environment has changed. I'm going to put up my disclaimer here. I'm not about hate. You guys will go to a job, to, to a job. It'll be 60% women, 40% men. We'll get to deciding on stuff. Guess what? They'll have a three-hour meeting on every decision that we have to make. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Ah, I shouldn't do it. Man, just tell us what we're doing, and then let's get to the next problem. And then we'll know by measuring the risk reward. Hey, uh, if this decision doesn't work, what are we going to do? Game plan, exit strategy. Make the decision, bounce to the next thing. But there'll be a three-hour meeting. Man, man, we ain't got no time for this ish. I'm the leader. Let's go ahead and get somebody that's my right-hand man or woman. We're going to make this decision. This is the plan. Plan A, here's the exit strategy. If plan A don't work, we'll go to plan D. Women in their life, they're totally indecisive. But they're decisive once a decision's made. So if I say, I'm going to turn right, she's going to be quiet. Then your ass turn right, and then you realize it's the wrong way to go. Guess what? She's going to start opening her mouth. I told, I th- see, I would have said not to go right. I would have went left. Oh, it's easy to say it now because you know left is the right decision. Now she's telling you why you should have went left. I told you, or I, not I told you, it sh- you should have went left. And left would have been the right decision. It was the obvious choice. Now she starts talking. But she was sitting there watching your ass turn right, and she was like this. <laughs> Decision, hey, making critical decisions in your life when you master this, and the way you master it is stop overthinking it. When you master it, you're literally, your life's going to take off because you can tackle the next problem. Tackle the next problem, but always know you do the risk assessment. You have an exit strategy. 
you make decisions and you get that ish out of the way. And then you go to the next issue. But y'all still handling issues y'all handling in high school. Y'all still wearing Malcolm X hats and African medallions. Mm. Like it was 1989, a number, another summer. <laughs> y'all still back there. Y'all still wearing cross-color jeans. Y'all still wearing baggy jeans. Everybody running around with tight jeans right now. Y'all still wearing bell bottoms right now. Y'all still wearing Kangol's and Adidas uh, sweatsuits. That's where y'all still wear. That's where y'all at. Y'all wearing beaded jackets right now. Beaded and thriller jackets. And you having arguments with me who has moved on in his life. I'm not letting that go. I already made a decision on that one. You want to bring me back talking about 1989, a number, another summer. Down with the funky drummer. Music hitting my heart because I know where you got soul, brothers and sisters. You still trying to take me back to that conversation. Man, I done moved on with that. Take your African medallion and your damn step high top on somewhere else and your polka dot t-shirts, Kwame. Take all of that shit with you, <laughs> right? Triple fat goose wearing jacket ass, wearing ass, Timberland boots, uh, New York Yankee hat ass. T take your ass back there on the corner and wrap that ish. I'm not having it. Track suit wearing ass. <laughs> Adidas with the shooting with no shoelace having ass or fat lace having ass. Take your progressive grip ass somewhere else, man. I ain't got no time for that. I done moved on with my life. But you can't handle it because you still can't make decisions with your life. You're still stuck there. <laughs> I'm trying to try to get you guys. I don't know, man. Fat farm ass, juicy, juicy uh velour sweat wearing ass girls. That's where you still you still wearing juicy velour sweats. You still wearing velour sweat outfits, baggy ones too. You still looking like the 1996 draft class. Hold on for a second. That's what you guys look like right now. You still wearing long basketball shorts past your knee. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. This is overtime, by the way. We are in overtime. You looking like the 1996 NBA draft basketball class. That's what you look like. With them long ass shorts. Them big old baggy ass jerseys. That's what you look at. Mm. You in 1996 wearing basketball jersey wearing ass. <laughs> you show up to the park like this. Rockaware wearing basketball. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. You in the Steve Harvey basketball. Hold on. Where, where is it at? Uh, you wearing headbands and long baggy shorts. Bags and basketball wear. <laughs> That's where you are in life, bro. <laughs> you still wearing Mitchell and Ness basketball jerseys. That's where you at. Mm. You wearing basketball shorts like this. You know what I'm saying? That's where you at right now. Look, look at these shorts right there. All right. That's where you at right there with the knee sleeve wearing ass. <laughs> All right, that's where you at right now. Where's Steve Harvey suit? Hold on for a second. Steve Harvey suit. Where the Steve Harvey suits at? Oh, the old suits. Yeah, yeah, this, this is where you at right now. 
just where you at. This is the conversation you try to have with me. When you show up with your pro-black ass, when you show up with your, uh, I, I got game. This is where you at, bro. You you got the eight button button down uh, suit wearing ass. All right. And I'm in 2030. I'm literally, my mind is in 2030. And you Steve Harvey suit button wearing ass. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, bro. I'm trying to wake y'all up and progress you a little bit. <laughs> we just joking around today. Oh my goodness. Anyway, all right, I gotta get I gotta get done. All right, Mask Man says, Coach, I went to a bar last night. My uh BWs were there. None of them hollered at me. He says, none of them hollered at me, and we had handsome friends, coach. I'm just myself. I don't know what else to do. Has that ever happened to you? You go to a bar, no women holler at you. Do we go make videos? All right, Sebastian says, my friend was arguing with me on the phone about RP philosophy last night. In the middle, he said he has to go because his wife was coming through the door. Mm. Yep, he's an RP guy, right? Kaylin Ferguson, did God ever tell women to be 304s? I think not. No, a 304 is a shortcut. Being the 304 is a shortcut, and so a lot of women will take this shortcut early in life, but when the time runs out on them, it's bad, right? And then there's a lot of rescuing um, and then trying to talk them down off the ledge. But you guys got to realize when you take that shortcut, they have nothing. They have nothing to fall back on other than finessing men. And so they'll be agreeable with you. Yes, you're absolutely right. Then they'll finesse the hell out of you. They know all they know is finessing. Caitlin Ferguson, the guy, uh, Moses Garcia says. Pamela Henderson. <laughs> Pamela Henderson. That's what I would do with Pamela Henderson. Speaking my mind, she got chin check like F and F. Uh, Ryan B. This proves women don't love. It's impossible for them to love you. Uh, to take a commitment five different times at five different men, it means nothing to them. That's why I tell you, she says she's divorced once. Probably better to move on. If she says she's divorced twice, you're an idiot if you progress with it. I mean, Flat out idiot. If you take that deal, and this is this is why the divorce rate is higher each time you marry. It the the risk becomes greater, not less than. Anybody can see that with common sense. But you're gonna look past it because you're gonna middle of the road are you? Oh, you're gonna gray area. Oh, well, the other two were abusive, and oh, she was young and up, but she's beautiful. I'm gonna take, and then you lose. You'll lose within two years. Or you'll save face and stay with her so you don't look like you lost. Remember, you'll stay in the argument so you don't look like you lost. You'll stay with her to save face. You'll stay with the argument and try to convince her with logic that you're winning, but you're losing. Winston Thomas says Taylor, Gabor, and others were agents of the elites. Mm -hmm. He says they were used to promote uh, promo an agenda. This is where it started. Same 304s, agents, different era. Wake up. Yes, indeed. I like that analogy, though. I like what you're saying here. Because a lot of them were agents. And one more thing about these Hollywood people and all of these, these people are agents. That, 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 um, that industry is not anything to emulate. And some of these guys who go into that industry, they'll come out and they'll realize that they were like, I didn't want to take that extra step. 
They've been warning you. They take the extra step. Like Dave Chappelle, he was like, there was another guy, I can't remember, a black comedian guy. He was like, I didn't want to take that step. Cat Williams tried to tell you, I didn't want to take that step. If I took that step, it would require this. Um, what was the black bodybuilder guy? He was on the Old Spice commercials. And he was like, I took that step, and then this started happening. Right? But many times, women in that industry will take that step. You guys don't know that these are industry sex kittens many times. And so they grow up as sex kittens. They're groomed as sex kittens. And then they put out there, and you're like, oh, she's so beautiful. Why can't she keep a man? She's a sex kitten. Um, we're learning this about Playboy. You guys thought Playboy was a uh, Terry Crews. Yes, Terry Crews. He took that step. And then what happened? He had to say what? Oh, they was following my balls. <laughs> right. I went there and they start following my balls. Um, 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 yeah, these women are trained. Uh, this is why um, I was going to make a point. But uh, the, the sex kitten thing. They're trained and groomed at a young age. This is why they flip out like Britney Spears after a while. Michael Jackson had this in his history. Remember, they were like, oh, but Barry Gordy was doing X, Y, and Z with him. Oh, the Playboy bunny thing that I was talking about. You guys thought Playboy was a magazine, but it was an escort service. You guys never figured it out. People didn't realize until later. You thought something was up. Why are all these celebrities showing up for these 18, 19, and 20-year-old women? Oh, they're having fun in a swimming pool. You never realized it was an escort service the whole time. He was the big pimp. Now we're going to hear all of it. Now, now, now that he's dead, we're going to hear about it. Right? It was an escort service for the elite and the upper scale men. Bill Cosby and all these people. It is what it is. Um, all of these people, these young teenage stars grow up and they have to do things to get to their position. And no amount, and this is when the whole Me Too star coming out. Oh, then you're like, Gwyneth Paltrow? You got Me too How? Her parents were in the industry. Same thing as that Natalie Wood story. Remember Natalie Wood? Her sister came out. Oh, uh, Kirk Douglas violated her. And then you roll the story back. The mother dropped her off at the hotel at age 15 to Kirk Douglas. Sex kittens. This is why some parents will say, they don't want their kids in the industry. I grew up with that in California, all right? Uh, a lot of kids will go through modeling and acting, and then some parents will put their kid in, and they'll pull them out. They'll be like, why did they pull them out? They were going to be famous. Nah, they're like, nah, we don't want to put them in. We don't want to put them in. Why? Corey Haim. Corey Haim, the boy actor, talked about it. Corey Haim, the boy actor, talked about it. Hey, man, in order for me to keep my star up, I had to... It was a Corey Feldman, not Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman talked about it. Hey, boy, they had to come in there and do all this and suck on that. <laughs> the Black Dahlia, they talked about early Hollywood. How their fathers were selling their daughters out <laughs> to men, to older men. Come on, man. Y'all better wake up. Better wake up. A lot of these people you follow as role models, they're sex kittens, male or female. Casting couch been alive a long time. This is why you should not emulate all of this stuff. If you do, you're going to end up being part of that and they're going to turn you out.
by proxy, by virtue of you being a follower, they turn you out. Now you on Instagram. Now you on uh, Snapchat. Now you on OnlyFans. Now you on Seeking Arrangements. These girls getting turned out trying to be get the rewards of these sex kittens. <laughs> it is what it is. It's the ugly truth. And they ain't going to tell it. Some of them will try to tell it, and they disappear. They get quieted. They get arrested. They get drugged down. All right? And y'all don't see it until these people are 40 and 50, and they start trying to tell you guys and wake you up. <laughs> You're like, hey, uh, it wasn't all what it was cracked up. Britney Spears cracking right now. <laughs> She cracking because she was a sex kitten all this time and she had to get torn out and worn out. Anyway. Justin K says, Kelly McGinnis, Top Gun is the epitome of hitting the wall. Coach, give her the price is wrong. I think we did. We did. Uh, I think we did uh, do a prime and the climb on her fast bandicoot pro blacks looking like Elmer Fudd out here. This is how far I'm back, but for sure, y'all hunting your own self, setting your own traps. That wascally wabbit, right? Moto surf CGA, no barefoot and pregnant, just barefoot. Oh, yes, 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 ladies, barefoot. Felix Garcia, coach, thanks so much for all these consistent streams. I like catching up on streams on the weekend. Your streams help. Me take my mind off of this C-19. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Somebody mentioned Lou Pearlman. When all these boys were blowing up Backstreet, NSYNC, 98 degrees, Old Town, then they start coming out with their story. Oh, man, I had to find a Lou Pearlman's balls. Like, what? Same thing with B2K and Omarion and Marcus Houston, right? Oh, I wish I could be these guys. Guess what? They was had to find no balls. Same thing with um new edition. Now they didn't have to find them no balls, but they came out broke. Mm. <laughs> Come on, man. Will y'all wake up? Go live your life, man. Stop trying to live like these people and celebrities. All right. DGC Moore, shout out to you. Channel 1800 Dumb Coach, the new Z. Coachy, I got your back. The New Zealand coach. Wait, not that. All right. All right. Rest in peace, RP Mike. If she remains beautiful, the excitement of the newness dies and she divorces you. If she doesn't divorce you, she got big. The game is rigged. I know, dude. It's a lose-lose deal. Uh, it, Enigma R, uh, WPG, great stream yesterday. I remember DJ Quick, AMG second and none. All right. And uh, he says, brothers kept testing quick who did diss tracks. AMG rapped about women, loved the way. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, I think when you go out there and show you gangster, you're going to get your gangster tested. That's the reason why I don't thump my chest and say I'm I'm alpha and I'm this and that. Because as soon as you do that, or I don't say I'm the biggest player on the block and I got the biggest pimp game. Because guess what? At some point, they're going to test your gangster. Even Suge Knight got his gangster tested. And guess what? Somebody knocked him out on the street. What happened? They showed it everywhere. They're going to catch you lacking. Um, and that thing yesterday with the interview, I said they called Myron lacking. At some point, they're going to keep catch you lacking. Um, and when they catch you lacking, they're going to celebrate you. And they're going to pray and pray for your downfall. So this is why if you say you're the baddest on the block, you better always be prepared. Always. 
Mr. Glucose says, shout out to the coach. Women are jealous of men because uh, we get to, he says, when we get old, the junior colleges, and uh, we don't need makeup and surgery, but gumps still are confused. That is true, too. There's a video that I used to play related to that, a woman saying that. Here it is right here. Wow, it's right here, prepared. Um, let me see something. It was right there when I pulled up my file. Listen to this. And this is another reason why they get mad at you. But ladies, we mad because when we're at 15 and 16 and 17 and 18 and 19, we look goofy. But y'all got y'all got everything that attracts every man of all age. Okay? But then it, the tables flip and then they say it's worse. Why is it that men just keep getting better looking as they age? And I have jowls. Jowls. I'm 31 and I have wrinkles on the forehead, saggy titties and jowls. And he gets new gray hairs in his beard and his mustache and he's never looked sexier ever, okay? He smells like a damn rainforest after a good rain, like some fresh cut logs. Even after a 10 hour day, he comes home and he smells like fucking freedom. And I'm sitting here with saggy titties and jowls. And if I dare, if I dare not put on my makeup, I look like questionable, you know, questionable. So yeah, you guys suck. And so, you know, she's being facetious there. You guys suck. But that's an example of what we're talking about. Anytime a woman says that I'm old, I'm like, I'm, I'm in the best. I'm in the best lane. All right. If I was old and didn't have no chance, that's a whole different thing. But old men are the ones winning life. I'm going to just repeat that again. Old men are the ones winning life. So being old is the blessing. That's why you hear some content creators, including myself, say, Wait till you turn 40. Wait till you turn 38. There was a guy yesterday. I always forget his name. Sterling. He has a phrase. Dennis Sterling, I believe. I was listening to him do the fresh and fit yesterday. I think he says, I can't remember what he says. Wait till 38. It ain't too late. He says something. Guys, when you get to your 30, mid 30s, 40s, 50s, you're in the driver seat now some woman's gonna say well you can't get it up that's a lie i can't get it up for you but when i go to the junior college i have no problem getting it up none none i got money none there's no problem getting it up all right i can't get it up for 42 year old women but when we go to the junior college it'd be like this reporting for duty okay we have more money than we ever had in our lives at 40 and 50. More money, more access to money. And then you girls get cheaper and cheaper all of a sudden. I got money. Cheaper. Because $400 ain't nothing. $50 is nothing. But you. you got to get my bag and run. <laughs> 75 bucks and you think you got your bag and run. Oh, 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 oh. guys. Just getting. When the person calls you old or grandpa or whatever it is, you got gray hair. You're winning. You're winning. You're in the best prime of your life. And it ain't even close. They're going to say, well, you can't, you ain't got no stamina. I don't need to have no stamina. You think I need to bang you out for 30, uh, 40 minutes? 
<laughs> I don't need to bang you out for 40 minutes. I, I need to bang you out for 20 minutes. I got money. I don't need to have you all the time and be blowing your back out and turning you over here and turning you over there. I'll just handcuff you and say, I'll be back later. Mm. I got work to do. I got something to accomplish. I got some money to make. I ain't got time to be laying up with you in, all day in bed. If you want that, go have that, right? But you're going to be broke with that dude. Come on, man. You ain't winning life until you put some age on yourself. These dudes running around here with their bird chest, with the cock strut, right? You ain't done nothing yet. Trust me, you ain't done nothing. Live, live a little. Live a little. And I can still knock women up right now. Now, ask any women my age, could they get knocked up today? Mm, nope. Just wait. <laughs> just, I know. And I'm not saying just wait and just wait on that time. Just don't mess your life up between 18 and 30. And by the time you hit 35, 38, 40, 45, 50, you're going to be like, pew, take off like a rocket. All right, anyway, shout out to y'all in this one. I got to do the rest of these super chats. Oh, goodness. Old is a compliment for a man. It ain't. It don't work the same as a woman. You know, you could call a woman old. She'll be crumpled up on, or on the side of the road. All right. Oh, what? I can't believe it. Huh? You call a man old? I'm like this. What? All right, Wellesley Drummond Junior High School all the way. I believe junior college. He says, I... I'd rather understand women than love them. I'm just going to do me and build myself. Peace, quiet, and freedom. Appreciate what you do, coach. Thank you, sir, out in the UK. Uh, I believe you meant junior college, and we'll clear that up. All right, Muhammad S. says, Coach Adam, sir, please keep up the great work. Countless men like myself owe our success and progress largely due to your mentorship. Thank you for being my father figure. Salute to you, sir. Thank you, man. Scratch man, Apo, Apu, shout out to you in Canada says thank you be real mahogany it's just it I, it says it could just be good men are not their type it could be just that good men are not their type until and that's you until they need you understand that that's what's going to happen guys and if you aren't that guy today and you actually level up and the girls start saying you know and that's you just know it jimmy zct says today's britney renner is yesterday's pamela anderson in the days before that, it was Farrah Fawcett. Can't wait for tomorrow's girls. He said, shout out to the coach gang. Remember the holes be winning? Man, we didn't see. Look what ended up with Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> Farrah Fawcett. I mean, look how it ends for these people. Marilyn Monroe. Not many 304s make it in the end. All right, they have their time. What happened to Superhead? Superhead might have been the only one to parlay it into something stable. Okay. The rest of them be gone. You ain't never hear of them again. And then when they show up on the scene, they look like little Kim. And you're like, they look like little Kim today. And you're like, damn. Little Kim was something back in the 90s. She's not anymore. There's a new one. They'll have a new blonde. They'll have a new woman next year. As Ice Cube once said, they'll have a new Negro next year. They'll have a new blonde. They'll have a new tight young woman next year. There'll be another 18-year-old smiley girl. There'll be another ditzy blonde. There'll be another hot chick. There'll be another bad B. There'll be another one. <laughs> In terms of Brittany Renner, I ain't, I ain't got time to save her. 
it ain't even worth the saving. All right, Red Pill Lens. Uh, it's way cheaper to just rent high-end escorts and another one bites the dust. It's way cheaper. Look, look at what Pamela Anderson got out of 12 weeks worth of work. A million bucks. Let's divide that up. In 12 weeks, he could have said this to, uh, in 12 weeks, he could have took 12 times seven and had a different woman every night and still got out cheaper. I got money. Nice Blackburn. Nick Blackburn says, Coach, give me the prices wrong for I have sent and sent the deposit to the junior college pro and she got the bag and ran. Oh, man. We got to tell you how to do it. Don't send them no money in advance. Got to get my bag and run. Don't send them no money in advance. All right, send them money on delivery, cash on delivery. <laughs> There's rules to this ish on how to not get finessed, right? Uh, don't buy them an airline ticket in their name, all right? You know what I mean? Make them pay the airline ticket when they deliver the, deliver the goods, the lease goods, then you can reimburse, all right? Don't Because if you put the flight in their name, all they going to do is cancel the trip and they get the flight credit. You can't, you can't, even if you purchased it with your card, come on, man, there's rules to this ish. All right, cash on delivery, all right? <laughs> Rudolph A, coach, I want to open up a lat, lat, Latin hip hop club hookah lounge in the Dallas or San Antonio area. Is that a good investment? I am passionate about nightlife. If you know what it is, I have no experience doing it. There's a lot of clubs. You have a lot of competition. Uh, you have a light nighttime element. You got to get your liquor's license. If you lose your liquor's license, just pack it in. Can you put a slot machine in that mug? <laughs> uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of things you can do. But if it's your passion and you've done your research, do what you do. But I don't have any experience with the nightlife and nightclubs. Uh, uh, the restaurant industry and the club industry has high turnover rate. That's all I would know. But that's just very base level knowledge that probably wouldn't help you. But do your due diligence, do your homework, um, realize what the competition is, do a analysis on what your competitors are, what it takes to beat them. Also, um, you know, you're working on mostly a cash type business. Uh, also, they're, they're, you're going to attract the underworld to your world. So you got to be able to deal with loan sharks, gangsters, apex predators, hoes. You know what I mean? Somebody says, I'm from San Antonio. The answer is yes. So you got to do your due diligence, right? Mr. Mr. Harris says, uh, Rihanna going to do the same thing to ASAP. I mean, it's too predictable, right? Right. Uh, Mr. Speed says, game guys need to remember nobody rides for free. Oh, they get it all for free. Uh, Mr. Speed, they get it all for free. They never pay. Castigator, he says, this more like disqualified. Yes, disqualified. Uh-huh. Texas Cali bro says, I put my hand on my hip. When she dis, I dip, I dip. Yeah, you guys grew up in the community. You're used to women dissing you. This is why men leave the community, right? This is why men stop dating black women because um, not saying that they diss, but they have the propensity to diss in public. Like that's their, that's what they do. They get off on that. They like to belittle, especially in, in emasculate and they love that. Like that is that gives them chinks. And not only towards black men, they do that to service providers. Take this back. I don't want it. It's undercooked. They send it back to the cook. They diss the waitress on not all of them, but 
that type of idea, right? That type of idea. And you grow up with your mama doing that. They diss the checkout, uh, the scanner, the clerk. They diss the bank teller. They tell everybody off. That's a, that's a win for them. I'll told them off. I mean, so if you grew up like that, you sit in and diss, and you'll sit in ready to take punches. I'm ready for the diss. No, 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 no. <laughs> you diss me once, it's over. That's that's about it. All right, that's all I'm gonna hear from you. That's the last conversation we gonna ever have. You reach out and diss me, gone. That's gonna tell me you ain't even on my level. I'm out. There's nothing I need from you. Not even attention. Not even uh anything. I'm out. Yeah, this low class Klingon, Klingon behavior. No, you might get your girls to be happy with you, but you're still worth $5 net worth at the end. Uh, I'm not going to be dissed by a someone in poverty. Someone that needs to get their rent paid like today. Like, I ain't getting dissed by nobody like that. But see, that's all they have, so that's all they do. Not all black women, but I'm saying those type of women, that's all they have, so that's what they do. They get off, they get a rise out of that. Belittling, emasculating, and disrespecting. And that's why they are where they are. I'm out. All right. Be real mahogany. Question for the pro wax. What's going to happen to the gun buyback program and other programs that could make a difference? No march, but oh, it's going to make a difference. We don't have boats bringing this. We don't have gun shops, but they still there and y'all using them. And they buy back the guns y'all bought illegally. I mean, what the hell going on, bro? Mike D, shout out to you, coach. A girl I liked in high school came back around 20 years and two divorces later. For a time, I entertained her. But when I was blue pill uh, for the girl, I knew then and not in front of her. He says, I knew then and not in front of her. He says, her damaged good attitude woke me up and I left. Stay aware and on guard. I'm glad you figured that out. I mean, I figured that I figured that out as well. And I was like, this person ain't serving me. I'm actually helping them. I'm rescuing them. And then normally what will happen is you will break up with her and she'll get guys. I want you guys, you young guys, I want you to pay attention. The girls that are winning now. And then go back 10 years forward, go 10 years forward. They'll be in and out of those relationships that they were in. That 99% of them will be in and out of relationships. They'll be stuck. They, they will have nothing to show for it after 10 years. And then they might be interested in you. Before you commit to one, that's 35, 40, 45. Before you commit to one, just watch her for about two years. Just watch her. Keep her close. Talk to her. This girl will jump in and out of relationships. She will have no luck. Playing this game where she doesn't throw in the towel. Well, I met a guy. He's nice. Oh, well, it didn't work. Oh, I met another guy. Oh, you'll see him on Instagram and Facebook. They'll be everywhere going on dates. And I love my life. It'll not work out. She'll delete the pictures. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you realize you ain't won. You ain't. You would win zero. You would have just been one another failure, another failed representation of a relationship in her life. Nobody's taking that deal. This is why they talk the way they talk now. Nobody's taking that deal. Nobody's dumb enough. Rock uh, Glyph says, uh, keep cooking the pro wax coach. Fry the fish up. It's Friday. As they say, as Angry Man says, cooking them with hot grease. 
We're going to call them the Elmer Fudds. We're going to call they ass the Wiley Coyotes from here on out. Larry Hernandez says, Coach, pull up the Malcolm X video explaining white liberals are like the fox that show their teeth while smiling at you. He says, once blind, now I see. Malcolm X, I think I played the clip before. I'm not going to play it today because we're running overtime. Well, Malcolm X tried to tell y'all about the white liberal. He tried to tell y'all, and y'all still don't listen. <laughs> still, y'all still ain't got it right all this time. That's because they want you to re uh, not remember Malcolm X, brother Malcolm. And people be calling me sellout, but I didn't study pro blackness for a minute. I was a pro black for a minute until I realized this ain't getting me nowhere. <laughs> I had all the X shirts and ran around here all mad at the world. Look at that white people. Why you got all this success? And I was like, this ain't going nowhere for me. Hey, I told you to do Biden. I did all that. I read all of that message to the black man. I always got, I got the books right here. I got the books. I got message, look, message to the black man. I got the autobiography of Malcolm X. I got uh, all of that shit. To kill a mockingbird, I was reading it. Damn, they did this wrong. They did this wrong. I got all that stuff right up in there. I got all of it. I got act, uh, an act of state where they, where, where the, where they prosecuted. Uh, the government for killing Martin Luther King. I could still be angry with all that stuff, but guess what? I moved on in life. I was like, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. There's Elijah Muhammad's book right there. And, and what you will find is I more agree with more of the nation of Islam than you do, Mr. Pro-Black. I'm like, hey, I agree. Because the nation of Islam would come and slap y'all goofies, y'all pro-blacks like three stooges and get y'all in line. Hey, get your ass up. Stand up straight. Put your ass in this, laying them bean pies, sell them final calls. They'll make your ass work. Guess what? Y'all don't follow the nation as a result. Because mm. they make y'all ass work and put y'all in discipline and keep y'all ass in line. March this way and turn left. Remember when Malcolm Epps came with the, at, at the police station? He came to the police station. He, he did like that. And they all turned shoom, shoom, in unison. They put that bow tie on in that suit. Not a wrinkle to be seen. They had their little... They had their little wavy haircut like Farrakhan. Y'all pro-blacks won't even do it because y'all lazy. Oh, hell no. We ain't doing all that. <laughs> y'all ain't, ain't about black issues. Y'all about complaining and making excuses. Because if y'all was, y'all would sign up for the nation. And they get y'all asses in line. Get them damn bean pie souls. Sell them. Get them newspapers, boy. Get your education, read the dictionary, write this and type that. Y'all be like, nah, <laughs> we ain't doing all that reading. We just going to complain. <laughs> and they do it all together in unison. Y'all can't do it. <laughs> it's too much discipline for you. And you got to wake up and iron your shirt. And you got to make sure your suits are clean. Your three, your three little bright shiny suits, and y'all ass got a march. You ain't, you ain't with the business. You ain't with the business. If y'all was, y'all community would turn around. He the only one that probably could do the best for y'all. Farrakhan, the y'all ain't gonna do it. No, no, no. Allah, hell no. <laughs> y'all don't want to hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all gotta iron your damn shirt in the morning. You gotta get up early in the morning, cooking bean pies and shit. No, nah, we ain't doing all that. No. <laughs> Some people don't know what I'm talking about. What? 
Sebastian says, as a Latino, this message applies to the pro Cesar Chavez community as well. Oh, trust me. I've been there. I grew up in Southern California. I could go in on them too, bro. I could go in on them all day. They be out there getting swindled and hoodwinked with the best of them. Y'all done got moved all out of Dodger Stadium, Chavez Ravine. Y'all always getting victimized. Why y'all always getting victimized? And then be complaining about it. All right, it's crazy, man. Uh, Dr. Engineer says, enjoying the streams, coach. This is what Zoe's, uh, this is for from Zoe's bikini waxing tips. All right, bikini waxing. All right, Larry Hernandez, Latinos for President CGA 2024. Coach, run wild in D.C. They don't want me there. Y'all, y'all don't want me in the White House, right? All right, Rudolph, hey, coach, stop personally attacking my indecisive flip-flopping ass this morning. Uh-huh, 100%. Hey, making decisions is going to impact your life like crazy. Now, sometimes you'll make the wrong decision, but you you will embrace you will embrace what a wrong decision is. You will weigh the judgment of making the wrong decision. Because some of you guys can't make decisions on simple things. You can't decide whether you're going to wear ankle socks or crew socks. You can't decide. And you in the morning going, damn. And I made the decision to say, I'm going to wear black t-shirts every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some of you guys can't do it. Oh, damn. What are the hoes going to think? I said, I'm going to wear Old Navy black t-shirts every day. Forget it. Forget the decision making. I get up too early in the morning to be standing in my closet wondering what my outfit going to look like. Black t-shirts. <laughs> Black jeans or dark blue jeans. And that's it. Period. Run up next decision in life. Y'all can't do it. You couldn't do it. No, nah, man, I ain't going to look whack. I got to get my Coogee sweater on and I got to match my Jordans with the fit and I got to be drip. <laughs> Black t-shirts. And then I started doing my own t-shirts. It's made my life so much easier. <laughs> Black shirt. All right. Anyway, uh, we Lance says, forgive me, coach. I have flip-flopped and super gumped. Mm. We all do. KT King, he says, women just come from intact dysfunctional families. Women that come from intact dysfunctional families are just as bad or worse as those with no father. Price is wrong, too. Joseph Norris singing, dancing, and educating all in once. <laughs> all right. Bill Reed says, the community is still sagging, coach. And then he also said, but coach, she thick, all right? Sagging your pants, all right? Even when you're wearing your tight pants, she's sagging. Oh, DJ Wet Dreams in the building. They still sagging pants, bro. I can't with you people, man. All right, I'll go kid. But it is what it is. If that's what you do, that's what you do. Pro Blacks, O'Shea's channel is that way. Stay over there. Stay over there. I don't want to hear none of the excuses, man. All right, until y'all slap people silly, I don't want to hear nothing. And that's what it's going to take. Or until you do something. Dexter Barnes says, M. Ratta talks about Hollywood stuff in her book. Who is M. Ratta? But I would be curious. Uh, Super Touch RV Detail Inc. Shout out to you, says number one fan. Vent Du says, look up Lou Pearlman. Yes, we talked about it briefly. Yes, the Lou Pearlman situation. Guys, that industry is not any good. And you guys watch people. And by the way, a lot of those people are broke. In that industry, when I lived in the San Fernando Valley, I used to see these actors and entertainers all the time. 
if you ever lived in the San Fernando Valley, that's where celebrities live. So that's between that's between really North Hollywood, Burbank, mostly kind of Glendale and uh, Northridge, all the way up to Reseda and um, and uh, Topanga Canyon, all the way up to Calabasas. Calabasas is, a, is north of the valley. And then Agora, Agora Hills, West Lake Thousand Oaks. All right. That's where the celebrities live. That's where primarily the most of the celebrities that go down in Hollywood, they don't live in Hollywood. Some do, most don't. Okay, Hollywood is where they used to live back in the 50s and the 40s, all right? Some live up in the Hollywood Hills. Most live up in that Valley area. So that's where I grew up. That's where I spent age 16 to 24 in the Valley. I bumped into celebrities all the time. Most of them ain't have what you think they have. Most of them was broke. I bumped into all of them. I bumped into all of them. I'm coming to find out they ain't got no money. I used to see them walking down the street. I used I picked up one time um, at the gas station. I couldn't believe it though. Uh, I pick up at the gas station one time. Um, Andy Dick, all <laughs> right. I'm at the gas station. Andy Dick, the comedian, rolls up on me at the gas station. Man, I need a ride. He walking out like like what the hell. This is what the living in the valley look. Uh, this is what living in the valley uh, is like. All right. Um, there was I always forget celebrities' names, but uh, I always there was a black comedian on like uh, not Saturday Night Live, Mad TV. This the comedian. I'm at the gas station bumping gas. Andy Dick comes up. This dude right here. He was like, "Hey man, can I get a ride?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like, "He was like, yeah, take me for a ride." This is before cell phones and all of that stuff. He was like, "Yeah, I need a ride down here." I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm driving. I'm like, damn, Andy Dick jumped in my car. You know what I mean? Like crazy. He probably was higher than the kite. What's the black comedian from Mad TV's name? I call him walking down the street one time and we kicked it and chilled and talked. I was the first Uber. <laughs> yeah, Ari Spears. I'm in San Fernando on Ventura Boulevard walking. I'm up into Ari Spears and we kicked it and talked for a minute. And he was telling me, he's like, nah, man, the industry is back. He was telling me, man, it's tough. I'm barely making it. I'm holding on. This dude been on movies and TVs. And he was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I bumped into Ron DeVoe from Bell Bib DeVoe Barbershop. Barbershop is where you meet everybody in the Valley. I mean, I went to school with celebrities. That people were celebrities. All right. In my neighborhood, what was the dude on the two man? One of the little boys. He was in our school district. Uh. Um, 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 the dude from a town, Mike Shinoda, he went to school with me. Uh, the dude from Hoover state, Doug Rob went to school with me. Um, these are all white guys and white band members. There was another girl, something Adam. She was, uh, uh, she went to my school. Beverly Johnson went to my school or Beverly, but one of them went to my school. She didn't go to school when I was there. Um, Michael Jackson's niece went to my school. Reby Jackson's daughter went to my school. I took driving lessons from Reby Jackson's father. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Reby Jackson's husband owned a driving school. I took driving lessons. Michael Jackson's uh, in-law, Reby Jackson's husband, I took driving lessons from. Yeah, Lincoln Park, they went to my school. Oh, I bumped into Steve, Ur Cherry Johnson from Punky Brewster. I bumped into Steve Urkel. Uh, oh, Anthony Anthony Anderson. 
Anthony Anderson. I played basketball with him. Um, played basketball with Brian McKnight. Dude, I'm, I'm just telling you. And growing up in the Valley, that was common. I played basketball with 112. Like, celeb when you grow up in the Valley, I mean, I probably met more celebrities than I can actually remember. It was too common. It was too common. They were everywhere there. Oh, uh, uh, Tommy Lee I bumped into. Uh, uh, Heather Locklear. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who I had bumped into. Uh, the one dude from, um, who's the dude that was with Superhead and then he married the trans girl or whatever. One night, me and my boys were with, we were with Cherry Johnson, who was from, he was on, she was on the Steve Urkel show. It was her, me, and another dude. And we're sitting in the high school parking lot, and there was a BMW there. We were checking it out. And then the dude from the Urkel show ran up on us. He was like, hey, man, get away from our car. Eddie Winslow, yeah. Yeah, Darius McCrae. And we was like, oh, we not trying to steal it. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, okay, cool. Having a conversation with him, just chilling with him in the parking lot. And Cherry Johnson. And Cherry was like, oh, no, no, they cool, because Cherry knew us. And I actually knew one of Cherry's cousins really close with her. I'm telling you, dude, when you grow up in the Valley, celebrities are like diamond dozen. So I've probably seen everybody on Family Matters at some particular point. Everybody. Um, I bumped into Magic Johnson a couple times. I saw James Worthy walking down my street one time. I was like, James Worthy? Oh, Tom Selleck? I'm telling you, I went to school with Tom Selleck's nieces or daughters. I can't remember what it was. The Selleck twins. That's what we call them, the Selleck twins. And Tom Selleck, once I'm working in a restaurant, Tom Selleck comes up. Hey, how you doing? He called me first. So I'm working as a host at a Mexican restaurant. He calls in. I want reservations for Tom Selleck. I wrote his name down. He comes up. He approaches me. He was like, hi, I'm Tom Selleck. I was like, I know. I bumped into Jada Pinkett, Will Smith. I bumped into Jada Pinkett a bunch of times. At the DMV, I saw her. I was looking. I was like, damn, that girl's fine. And it was Jada Pinkett. I was like, damn, that's Jada right there. Trying to think. Um, rappers, oh, Dr. Dre, Easy E lived in our neighborhood, bumped into them. Easy E back in like 91, they lived up in that neighborhood. The DOC. Bumped into him in that neighborhood. I'm trying to think. Uh, dude, I'm, I don't know if you guys are sticking around with me name dropping. But Anthony Anderson, I played basketball with him because his friend used to play basketball with us. And they were doing a show called Hang Time. It was a basket. That was Anthony Anderson's first show. And so he would come play basketball with us because they were learning how to play basketball. Look it up. There's a show called Hang Time. So there's an actor who lived in my neighborhood. And they would come over there and play basketball. And I would go play basketball with them. Anthony Anderson, before he was big, before he was anything, the show was called Hang Time. They were all on that TV show as like kid actors. Yeah, it was a, or Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Um, it was the fat one. He was fat. <laughs> like he wasn't, he wasn't what it was. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think. I never met Snoop. Oh, I bumped into Dennis Rodman a bunch of times here in Newport. Anyway, I don't know. Am I, am I going off too far? Never bumped into Carlton. Shout out to 
tout New Orleans. It's greater later than it's Sperling. So there it is. Thank you, sir. I know this is late in the show. It's greater later. So when I was talking about becoming older, Dennis Sperling says it's greater later. It's greater later. That is a wonderful thing for you guys to understand. It's greater later. I never bumped into Pamela Anderson, but I did bump into Denise Richards. Richardson? Denise Richardson. Bumped into her. Uh, but normally it's kind of like at a grocery store. They had in a parking lot. Oh, Marsha Brady. Marsha Brady I bumped into at a gas station. <laughs> I was like, hey, there go Marsha Brady. Right there. She was driving in the Volvo. Getting her oil checked back in the day. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Turnpike Tyrone. The ageism don't work the same. Give me the shuffle, right? I could do some shuffling too. I'm going to put it at the end because I know I'm too far behind. Johnny Victoria says, coaches, the man, thanks for the truth. All right. Uh, speaking my mind says I'm 54 and have more clarity. It is what it is. You might not have that high testosterone, but you definitely have more clarity. Robert A., here's a bottle of water. Appreciate the hustle. In terms of football players, Eric Dickerson bumped in that. I mean, uh, Eric Dick, all the Rams, like uh, Jackie Slater, Eric Dickerson, um, Craig James. Uh, Robert A., shout out to you, Chris, uh, King Chris. He says, keep talking that ish, coach. I'll be 32 and on track to make 80K this year. No kids, no wife, coach. Shout out to the coach gang. Yes, sir. All right, Rolos Pantene hair weave. He says, I think telling a 304 she isn't special is a waste of time. They operate on feelings and will dislike you and blame you for making them feel bad. And then she went into why you're not special. Oh, I'm way special because I've earned my way to the top. You slept your way to the top. Tom Cruise, no. LeBron James, no. Uh, DGEPB, just my ties coach preach. Thank you, brother, DGEPB. Who they? Shout out to Montreal. Taylor says, yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. My man Pete Rose says, off topic, but I think KS gave Brittany the ammunition and she got Myron. We men will never win. I think what happened was Brittany Renner was prepared. Obviously, she was prepped and the other guy wasn't. So she saw what happened to her on KS and she was like, that ain't going to happen again. Tanner says, thoughts on the VAC mandate? It seems evil. Yeah, it's what well, we have to understand is just a mandate. But people will act like it's rule of law. Uh, which you can't do that in this country because we have a constitution that prevents that. Um, in any way, like that. Have I met Kamala Harris? No, I haven't met Kamala Harris. Oh, I met Scarface, the rapper. Scarface. Mr. Mr. Scarface went up the water spot, whatever he used to say. I met Scarface. He wasn't with Willie D or any of the ghetto boys. It was just him. I met him at the Roxy nightclub in Los Angeles. He was a cool guy. A lot of these guys you think are big and tall. They not. These Most people are short. The only ones that were tall was Urkel was tall as hell. I was like, dang. But a lot of people were small. All right. Or small or average. Especially the women are small. The women are small. And the basketball players are large. Like giants. The basketball players are giants. They're walking giants. The football players are refrigerators. Even the running backs, like Eric Dickerson was like, I was like, who going to tackle that guy? <laughs> like the Eric Dickerson was like, okay, that's a 6'2 dude running up the middle. I'm not going to tackle him. 
I was like, no wonder he was good. You know what I'm saying? I was like, and he running with his knees all up high. I was like, no wonder nobody tackled him. Uh, the, but the basketball players are like giants. Like, you're just like, okay. Like the point, you'll see a point guard. I saw Sadell three one time. I'm looking going, he's a point guard. <laughs> mm. I was like, this dude's a point guard. And he's tall as hell and awkward looking. So the point guards are tall and awkward looking. Like if you met Steph Curry in public, you would probably be like, I didn't realize he was that tall. Right? You think he's short and he's doing all these amazing things, but he's tall. He's not as tall as they probably list him, but he's tall. They look short because they're standing next to 6'6", 6'8", 6'10", guys. But to average human being, they will walk in the door and you'd be looking up at Steph Curry like this. You'd be like, didn't realize that. Any in Bogan kind of, I'm trying to think, uh, yeah, let me see here. So the basketball player, like when I saw James Worthy, I was like, like, dang, no wonder why you doing what you doing. You know what I'm saying? His hands was all off. He was walking down the street, dragging his knuckles. I was like, shit. I was like, no wonder. And then you give up on your basketball dreams. You're like, well, I guess there go my career. Mm. You're like, I guess, I guess I'm done in life. I'm gonna give up on basketball now. Looking at these fools, there's no way I'm gonna score on this dude. <laughs> it's like this dude standing in the lane, just like this. His arms wider than the lane. He just standing there like this. You know what I'm saying? And his fingers are like that. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. These guys are monsters. They're real-life monsters, and the only way you will realize that is go get a ticket. Go get a ticket and sit in the first, second, or third row and be like, okay, I thought I was going to play in the NBA. Now I'm not. <laughs> There's no way. And so when you get... When, 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 you, when, when you get the perspective, you will go, okay, I need to find another career. So I could focus on my career. These are abnormal human beings. They're abnormal. And that's why they do. And not only are NBA players, somebody just said it, and they crazy ass let it. No, and, and not only are NBA players tall, freakishly tall, they can run like gazelles. So that's two different things. Not only is this dude a freak, this dude is an athletic. He can jump. If they were in nature, they would be like the ultimate beast. This dude can jump and dunk and 360 twirl and put the ball between their legs. You're like, these dudes are aliens. So they're super duper athletic. And I'm going to just tell you this. We used to play, we, you know, we used to play in Park College um, pickup games. And um, people will come and play with us, like people that were D1 players. Like D1 bench players. <laughs> and they came out large, lumbering down the floor, taking up space, and killing us. <laughs> we thought we were going D1 until the bench warmers from Stanford came down. You're like, hey, bench warmers from Stanford. They came out running out, running our ass and bowing us and all kind of stuff. We was like, oh, <laughs> D1 is a little different. Like, I see why you D1. 
they came out 6'4", 6'5". The point guards was 6'1". You're like, oh. And you 5'7", 5'8", 5'9", 5'10". These people are tall freaks, human beings. All right? In order for you to be very good as a short guy, you better be lightning quick. I mean, lightning quick. Like, Allen Iverson was lightning quick. Steph Curry's lightning quick. Muggsy Bogues is lightning quick. You got to be not, if you're short, you better be quick, not fast. Quick and fast are two different things. You better be quick. Like in a step and a half, you better be able to separate to be able to step back and take your shot or get in the lane and finish. If if you're not quick, forget about it. <laughs> Lightning quick. Like in one, in, you can get down the court in three dribbles. <laughs> like that fast from the baseline to baseline three dribbles get down there faster than everybody else's ass and then if there's somebody in the lane dunk on them <laughs> that's how quick you gotta be like uh what's that guy's name russell westbrook is lightning quick and he can finish in the lane if you're short you better be something like that and be able to finish and that giannis i've never seen Giannis in person but i can imagine seeing him in person he is a freak of nature yeah, Nick Robinson quick. You see Russell Westbrook, he is quick. I mean, he takes a step, and then the second step, he's he moves through the lane, and he'll dunk on a big guy. You're just like, unbelievable, unreal. So that that's just it, anything. Enough about celebrities. Um, if I think of some more, I'll think of some more that I've seen. If I think of some more. But like I said, it's, it's, it's very common. If you grow up in the San Fernando Valley area or Thousand Oaks, Ventura County and all that stuff. Anyway. Oh, did I get them all? I did get them all. Yes. The VAC mandate is no bueno. Somebody says I played football one year at CSUN. That was enough. My bell still ringing. Yeah. see. Football was a violent sport back then, by the way. Football is not what it is. A hey, football is touch football compared to what it is today. Compared to what like football 10 years ago and football today is touch football. Touch football. Watch some highlights of Peyton Manning. I saw a highlight of Peyton Manning throwing balls to receivers. The safety used to be able to just clean your freaking clock if you were, if the ball was close like this. Now, if you put your arm around them, they'd be like throwing the flag, pass interference. The, the safety, the ball could be hanging in the air and the ball could be right here and the safety could just wipe you out. Not, not swipe the ball away. The safety could just go, pow. Now, that was 10 years ago. 20 years ago, they could twist your helmet off your neck and spike the helmet. And they would play on the highlight reels of players getting blasted, turned upside down. And we would be cheering it. Damn, now they don't show that no more. You know why? They don't show hard hits anymore. Because the concussion thing. Right, the concussion thing. So they don't even show hard hits. Right now, you can touch them. You can't even touch them five yards down the field. <laughs> you can't even touch their ass. Now you got to swipe the ball away. You used to be able to say, if the ball was in the air like this and he was like this, you could just wipe his ass out. It was a different game. So football today is not what football is uh, was yesterday, but it is what it is. It's for the safety of the play players, but it's flag football now. It's flag football. Essentially, you can't even touch and breathe on a person long enough. It'd be flags everywhere. 
They didn't throw the flag. They just let your ass wipe out. You be sitting there. You you get the right arm thing where your arms stick up <laughs> and you knock the hell out and they put your ass back in the game. You get knocked out and they was like, can you go back in? Go on back in. You, your bell just ringing. <laughs> it is a mess. So anyway, man, so shout out to you guys. If you're joining football now, it's just a watered down version of the NFL right now. Yeah, they, it's crazy back then. Somebody says, you seen OJ? I've never seen OJ, but um, the closest I got to that thing was Ron Goldman, the guy that died. His family went to our neighborhood school. And so when, and I was just out of high school, but we would go to parties and it was like, that's Ron Goldman's brother. It was their step family. Cause you know, the daughter, uh, Ron Goldman's father had Ron Goldman's family. Then he had another family. I think he got remarried. So they were their step family. So all while that case is going on, I'm seeing them out in public. Like I would see them at parties. I would see them out. Uh, my friends knew them and hung out. We would go to parties and they would show up. Ron Goldman's stepbrother. And he'd be partying and shit, and we'd be like, damn. Like, you would think that they would be going through, oh, you know, and, and but he was living his life. You know what I mean? It was just like a regular life. I'm sure they thought about it, but that case was going on, and I would see Ron Goldman's stepbrother. And remember, if you're talking about the San Fernando Valley, you know, the, the upper, uh, no, Bill Cosby. Mariah Carey, I would probably say no on Mariah Carey. Who did I see that would probably be a famous female singer? I don't think you guys are interested in this, but uh, famous female singers. You guys have to name somebody. Anyway, shout out to the coach game, man. We done out in this bad boy. Let me make sure I got the last super chat. I did. Thanks for the support. And we out of here. Enjoy. Who did I say? Oh, we're going to do shuffle. We do shuffle. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What, what you gonna, gonna do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! Peace.